hope you are. <laughs> this is Idiot Mystic, and I'm with Daniel Jackson. Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, we've only talked for a few, probably a minute or two before this. Uh, so I guess for everyone, including myself, if we if we had run into you at a restaurant or at just at a park and you introduced yourself with your name and then I told you my name and I said, I'm Heather. And then you said, oh, what do you do? And I said, oh, I, I'm in school for psychology and I teach meditation classes and I have a kid. Hmm. So what is, how would you describe yourself right now? Right off the bat, when I meet someone, I yes. say, how are you doing? My name's Daniel Jackson. I see dead people. <laughs> That's how I tell people. But they're not necessarily dead. No one is really dead because no one no one dies. But then I tell them, uh, b because even my phone, when I have my phone turned on, and if I get a message from my phone, it's that little message that comes from that movie, The Sixth Sense. It's the little boy that goes, I see dead people. And then people look at me and go, I do too. And I go, no, I really do. And they say, really? I say, yeah. I'm, and, I, and then I introduce myself as Daniel Jackson, also known as Spirit Medium Daniel. I see those who have passed on, but I don't just see people. I see dogs, cats, horses, cows, fish. I see other beings from other worlds. I see everything. I see into what we call the earthbound realm. It's just a low energy place. And I also see into what we call heaven. And I see it every day. And how many people do I see? When I, when I say I see dead people, I tell them like it's this. For me, it's like being in a room with a thousand people, except no one leaves and more just keep coming in. And they're constantly talking to me. And people always say to me, you must not get much sleep. And I say to them, right, I don't. Do you, I guess I, from what I've read about you and your your life, I guess this wasn't always the way things were. No. Now, I've, I have seen spirit ever since I was about three years old, but my, my whole family did. We lived in a town in New Jersey, and that's where I grew up. And in this town, it was right across the river from Philadelphia, so I was on the edge of the Delaware River. And there was a battlefield in our town, and this is, uh, this is where we fought the British. This is where we fought the Hessians. And there was a... Um, a little hospital on that ground as well. We just called it the monument as kids because it had this big, tall monument, but it still had trenches there and everything. And my sister even told me, um, since I moved out here, they did a big dig out there about a year ago, and they found hundreds of bodies all buried in one spot because it was a wartime. They weren't going to just bury one at a time, so they buried them all in one spot. But everybody in that vicinity of that park was seeing some type of thing. They were having something going on. And and my family, we were experiencing it all the time. We There was a time when my sister was getting ready for school and my mom was helping her in the bathroom. And she went up to the, the door and I had a full-length mirror on it. And when they stood in front of it, there was another woman standing inside of the mirror. She had a colonial outfit on. There was one time when my brothers and I were watching TV downstairs and my sister's room was two flights up and wasn't a very big house. It was just two flights up. But uh, uh, we were watching TV, and her record player turned on. Now, this is back in the day in the 70s. You had to 
pick the record up and put it on and then flip the switch and drop the record. That wasn't the crazy part. The crazy part was that it was switching records. It was taking records off and putting other records on. So okay, okay. what um I I think at this point most like I want to continue the the story and the questions, but sure. I'm uh I'm noticing that the way that you're like we talked for just two minutes and it was pretty um like you could say that and this is obviously it's my opinion but it was a pretty comfortable conversation it was flowing back and forth and you're you're good at communicating this information that you're communicating right now but you said I, that i see it every day so you just get used to it <laughs> so i guess so for other people let's say if someone is seeing um someone is seeing what you're seeing but their their life till that point has been like they're a drill sergeant in the military or they're um a drug dealer or something so their their bedside manner is informed by their life so right. what was your life like that has like, were you always this type of communicator? And would we have no. had this type no, of conversation? I, I was a shy kid. Uh, I grew, I was the youngest in my family. Uh, I grew up as a shy kid. My, the, the, when I was in school, when I was a little kid, the, the teachers used to send notes home to my house, to my mom, to tell my mom that I was too shy. I wouldn't talk to anybody. Um, they said that I, that I, I didn't like talking to other kids because that gave me a headache. <laughs> I was just, I was a very shy little, I was a skinny little kid. Um, got picked on a lot when I was very young uh, until I started to, by the time I was in seventh or eighth grade, I grew up, I was six foot one and no one messed with me anymore. Uh, but yeah, I was a, sh a shy kid. And then there was a point I, uh, when I was in my teens, I, was a regular kid. I, I wanted to learn how to play the drums and I did that. And then I, I was in rock bands and, and the, the more that I was doing that is when I was, I was really coming out of my shell, but I've always, I've always joked with people. I was always like the class clown type of thing, but I would do it in a quiet way. Even now I have a sense of humor, but it's very dry. I, I have a really good poker face when I say things. So, uh, you know, so like uh you, like I will like here here's a joke for you ready and I have the poker face for it. Uh how do you get a nun pregnant? You dress her up like an altar boy. That that was not what I I feel like you delivered. Sure. Exactly. I was I yeah, my head started shaking before the words came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but and that's how I that's how I deliver things just like that. But so even even now when I'm doing readings for people, I get answers and whatever they bring me, I give it right to the person. I don't hold anything back. I tell them the truth. Okay. I, I even start the conversation with telling them I can only tell the truth one way. I can't tell it 50 ways until one way suits you. So if you ask me a question and I get you the answer and you don't like the answer, tough shit. Because I, that's the answer. I feel like this has led me to two like... um divergent conversation points the first one being um i guess you made the joke about nuns the only way that that joke would have any 
it, it would work is if there was a a history of child abuse and there is be perpetrated by the varying denominations of abrahamic religions i won't even say like christianity because it goes it goes very yeah it's widespread and well the, guess, and the, it is widespread and there's many different religions but which one of them is right none of them right so i guess since since you we spoke earlier about and we haven't yet brought it up in in the recording about who you channel or the nature of the beings that you channel it's interesting that there is a lot of abuse and uh yeah. negative acts carried out in the name of those people or those entities and in their association like uh well they they associate the negative energy with certain individuals but that's not the case whatsoever you, right the the what they do is by their own free will everyone has free will and the, and the way that i explain free will is God gave us all free will, but God is not going to banish us to a horrible place because of that free will that he gave us, because he gave that free will to us so that we can make decisions throughout our lives so we can learn things. But if God is all powerful, he would know at some point, or don't you think he would know that if he thought we were going to make some bad choices, don't you think he would have put a limit on those free will choices? And he didn't. The reason he did it is because in, us, in order for us to learn, we had to be able to make every and any choice that we thought was was needed at that moment. That's it. No one so, goes to hell because there's no such place as hell. So I guess right now, the since we mentioned arch, archangels and in the stuff I've read about you, we've <clears> mentioned <throat> Metatron specifically. Um, you You're bringing a very, like, even though this is digital, it's a... There's no combat here. The words are gentle. Yeah. But a lot of people who are associated with um, archangels or Christian mythology and acting on the directive of archangels and the Holy Spirit sure. have done a lot of horrible things and carry themselves with an sure. energy that isn't what you're bringing right now. By free will. Yes. Yeah. So By I choice. guess. So I guess. They they say they will do it in the name of, but they're not doing it in the name of anyone. They're just doing it on their own. And they just they say they're doing it in the name of to give an excuse of why they're doing it. No. And I guess if that is the case, which I also feel like it is, how, in the case of let's say Metatron, who um, not his real uh, name. Do, so what would the real name be of this? You entity? can't pronounce their real name. They okay. have names. Uh, I'm in community. I, when I say I have uh, archangels around me, how many do I have? All of them. And how many are there? You can't count that high. Um, it's not the the number that is given in the Bible, because basically the Bible is a lie anyway. So why bother listening to it? There is no Holy Spirit. How would you know He is holy unless you are a medium? And it says in the Bible you're not allowed to speak to mediums. So the only way that I would find out any any information about you is you would have to tell me. So the only way that I would be able to find out that that spirit is holy is by asking him and him returning that answer to me. And if he's returning it to me and I'm able to ask him, that would make you a medium. But in Leviticus 19.31, it says, don't listen, don't listen or talk to mediums because they speak to the dead. So, so, that's, the, so that's the contradiction in the Bible. It tells you, not, tells you you're not allowed to speak to the dead, 
but how would they know the names of these individuals without speaking to them? I, I see what you're saying. So let's, so let's <clears> move, <throat> we're moving forward with this thesis. But like, that... like you said, Metatron, his, his name is not really Metatron. We can't pronounce their names because the way that they communicate is what we would call telepathy, which is pure thought. And the reason why we can't pronounce their names is because we have a voice box. God gave us a, God gave us an ability to make sound. He did not create words. So we can say any word that we'll, we want to. It begins with the letter F that doesn't sound like fire truck, and he doesn't care as long as we're not putting that negative energy on someone. But these are the names that we have given them. These are human names that we have given them so we can associate them by. That's just like we have names as well. And we use each other's names. So I, I know who I'm talking to and you know who you're talking to. But that's all. But their actual names are more of a sound vibrational thing. It's more of a frequency thing. We just cannot produce it with this voice box. So we give them names like uh, Michael, uh, Uriel, Raphael, Ezekiel, uh, all these other names. We give them these names so that we can we can call out to them and they can come back with, to us and we know exactly who's doing it. Like when I say I'm talking to them, they touch my face for yes and no answers. I get this across my eyebrow for yes, and it feels like a tear running down my face. And in the beginning, it was just two touches, two yeses, one here, and then a, a no here. And now sometimes I get two no's, but then it was just two touches, one here and one here, which is a general yes. Now I get touched in 52 different places on my head, and I know exactly who is touching me and when. And I know who, and I know what their name is. This one right here down the center of my forehead, Jesus. Okay, so let's, so let's say that because my, the, the idiot mystic audience, and then pretty much everyone, everyone's pretty relaxed, but everyone's also pretty oddly informed about different things and accepting. Yeah. So yeah, but... let's say that that we all like let's say everyone's looking at you as like as a human and we're like okay wow like this is crazy this level of communication is intense since we've skipped the skepticism and the the negative like resistive force sure, how would what people don't understand they're afraid of right right so what would since your intuition seems to be your compass and for me receiving your intuition is what my intuition is telling me to do what do you, what do you mm, think sort of different i don't do anything by my own my own intuition i listened everything that so they they touch me for my yes and no answers but they also put thought into my mind as well so i so, follow that so then i guess that's really interesting to me so then <clears> that <throat> would mean you're like an avatar of sorts I'm more than that. So what would you say outside, like if we run a medical test, it would appear that you are a biological human, but Correct. As, we, an... as well as Jesus was as well. He was a biological human and Jesus came here as Jesus. Jesus was not God. As some religions say, Jesus was sent here in the same way that we are sent here to learn lessons and fulfill a purpose as a human fulfilling the human experience. But he was sent here. He was only here. His soul was only here one time in one body as a messenger from God. Oh, and let's, I I honestly, I'm very excited about this. I'm <laughs> noticing that. I can see the look on your face. You're, 
you're speaking and you're these are you're certain about these things and i'm absolutely this, certain and at the same time that we're talking there are we live in a time where there never have been this many people claiming to channel metatron or know what you're saying you know i well i'll tell you what i'll tell you too this way i don't i'm not i used i i'm not channeling them so they just put the thought in my mind in the very beginning it was i would get messages 5% of the time now i get it 90% of the time so they put so much into my mind all day it is now has become my own thought and even sometimes i ask them is that what you just said and then they'll touch my face for yes or no it's, and, it's just like that and it's like this all day long never so let's, it never turns off never goes away so i'm always connected let's try to establish if do you know what their intent is do they have a collective intent of this yes. interaction with yes. you yes well the collective intent is always one one is all so we are all connected we are all brothers and sisters we all come from the same family the soul family so do you think that so if the so the entities communicating with you seem to be disembodied and separate from each other but of course part of a soul family but i guess could you explain more why this this interaction with you began or intensified to the point that it is at now like what do you think their reason Be is for this because my mission from from them is to to get everybody on track to understand why we are here and what is our purpose and our purpose is very simple we're not here to become a doctor or a lawyer that's not your purpose. That's that's a occupational choice. You're going to fulfill your purpose by doing one thing while being human. And our purpose is we are here to help each other just for the sake of helping, not because you can, but because you should. But in a physical sense, you're going to help someone else do something they cannot do for themselves or help them to figure it out for themselves. That's what we are here to do. Jesus was here for the same reason. He was here to tell us that we could all live together as free men and women without being under the rule of the law and order and power and, and control. And we could share everything in the world because there's enough of everything in the world to share. We could take care of each other. You could be a doctor. I could be a farmer. I could give you some food. You could fix my, my wounds and we could call it even. We don't have to exchange money. We can just help each other because that's what we would do. But the people who were in power and control didn't like that. They, they put, took him out of the streets because they said, He's taking our power and money away from us. And those people were kings and queens. And, and then they put him on a cross. They tortured him and murdered him in front of everybody to make an example out of him. Jesus Christ did not die for your sins because no one sins because we are all created equal. We are all created from God, from a part of him, which makes our soul a divine soul. So everyone is a divine soul. It's just we live in a world that has rule and power and control, and they tell us what to do, and we just follow along with it. So he was here to tell us that. And then they tortured him and murdered him in front of everybody to show everybody that if you do this too, if you follow what he's doing, we're going to do that to you. So that's why they want you to wear a cross around your neck, not to remind you of Jesus Christ, but to remind you of how much power and control they have over you. So I always tell, tell everybody, the, the, the cross is a form of punishment. Why would you want to wear that around your neck? I definitely agree. I think it's true. You know why? It's, it's, a it's, a, it's a title of your show because they're idiots. It's 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 funny because it seems like 
it's so obvious that the it's even talking about it is strange. Yeah. It's Do you it's, know why it's strange? It, because they don't want you to believe in it. They, yeah, they do. This is how you know that religion has control over everybody. All you have to do, it's the simplest thing in the world. Stand in a crowd of people and wait for somebody to sneeze. Because as soon as someone sneezes, what does somebody say? God bless you. That came from a religion. Where did that saying come from? At the time that Jesus was walking around, when someone would sneeze, someone would say, God bless you, because they thought demons were exiting your body. So they would say, God bless you, so no more demons would come in. But you know what happened? Everybody kept sneezing. So so let's say, okay, your your mission is to get us back on track. Yes, so, but not just well, me. I mean, okay. they, they tried to do it with one person, and look what they did to him. They tortured him and murdered him. So now it's more of a collective, like a spread out effort? Yes, and 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 we and there are those around the world who are being woken up to do this. Not everybody has what I have, but there are some, and I do get a lot of other mediums who come to me who feel they have an ability that is supposed to be something more, and then I explain to them what has to take place in their life and the commitment that has to be done in order to get where I'm at. And so, uh, but they don't want to do it because it's too hard. So so let's say let's say. If you were a, a basketball player and you said that, then I would say, okay, are you in the NBA? And, I'm Michael Jordan. Right. But so my question is, what do you actually do prior to? Because I guess on the podcast, we've had a lot of people who like uh, are like, they're mediums, they're spiritual authors. Yeah, uh, they have like a PhD from Cambridge. They're so from what you, you you can go to school and you can get a PhD, but that doesn't make you a medium. You can't right. go to school and get and become a medium. Right, but everyone knows that. But yeah, you I'm either saying, have it or you don't. Yeah, right. But yeah. I'm saying right now, I'm saying, who are you actually? Who were you prior to making these claims, like saying stuff about Jesus and definitive stuff about knowing Metatron and stuff? Sure. Who did what? How do you make money? How do you feed yourself? How did uh, you... be well before this? I um I worked in prison for six years. Um, but that's I was only not, six. I was years, not this person. That, yeah, I I I this can't. I've always seen spirit, but this my like I said, my wife went away for away on vacation for two weeks, and then I saw everything I imagined in my house that was in a scary movie going on in my house. But what that was for was they were testing me to see if I was going to use this ability and, and to figure out what was going on with me and then decide if I was going to move forward with it. But before that, I was a regular guy. I, I was in a motorcycle club, not, not a not-so-nice one. Um, so I was I, just a regular guy. I worked in prison. I had friends. I did all this. I just but, had regular jobs. You know, I was just but, a regular guy. I, I wasn't very religious whatsoever. Uh, but I wasn't spiritual by any means. I was just a regular guy walking around, working, doing what I had to do to pay bills and take care of my family. And that's it. But then this came on. And when this came on, it was so much. I had to figure out what was going on because I was seeing so much stuff, witnessing so much stuff, and not just me, other people and my wife around me all the time there had to be something to it. So I sought out as much help as I could find. I had a paranormal group come to my house. 
after they left my house, they quit being in business because they got so much information and witnessed so much stuff within my house and within being around me, they got scared and quit. So, and then I ended up finding other mediums to try to help me. And I found five of them. Each of them didn't know each other, but all five of them told me the same story about me. One of them helped me in a way to tell me that what I needed to do was have a, a talk with God and decide if I was going to do this or not. And I said, do what? And she said, you're a medium. You're just untrained. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I just see a lot of spirits. She said, but you see them for a reason because they're coming to you. And I was like, why? And she says, because they see your light. Uh, she said, when you walked in the room here, I saw you. I saw you as they see you, that you look like a, a bright white light. I said, and what is that supposed to mean? She said, they're coming to you because they believe that you're the light into heaven. And that's why you see so many. But you need uh, to figure this out and, and decide if you're going to actually, this is an ability you have. You're either going to use it or you're not going to use it. And you, if you're going to use it, you have to have a talk with God and let him know that this is what you want to do. And that's what I ended up doing. And by the t after I had that talk with him, everything changed. And then it was from that point on, I started working on it. And I, got, I found other people who could help me, and they helped me work on it and to, to develop this. Within a year, I, I met this group of people, these women. They were all professional mediums, and they put a group together. They asked me to come into the group because they— the one woman told him, hey, he's got a lot going on. He's got to come in. we got to help him with this. Yeah. By the end of that year, they're all coming to me for answers because they knew who I talked to. But Because they don't, and they can't. So I guess my question is, I'm, I'm 32, and I've been doing this stuff since I was like 12. And I guess talking to people who start really late in life or like they're like a motorcycle guy or they're like a harvard physicist and they suddenly become spiritual uh i'm really used to it and i have like most of my students are older than you they're in their 70s so i guess i'm wondering when you say stuff like like you're the like michael jordan that i guess what are at the sake for the audience and where is the proof the proof? Yes. Come to one of my shows and hang out with me and watch me do readings and watch me make people cry because I get everything right. But, and I can't but... make it up. Like, um, <clears throat> like I'll, I'll tell you a story. I, I even wrote it in my book. Like, I, I, I do readings for people. And I had, uh, I wrote a bunch of them down because they, you know, I, I didn't even know I was going to write a book. I, I Spiritual guess... told me to write the book. I guess they I'm even named it. I'm wondering why is it I'm saying where is the proof here? Like I am a person. I am people. I am a practitioner of meditation for now. Where do you think you came from? Two decades. So I'm asking you, where is the experiential proof in this conversation? Because right now it's mostly it sounds very much like the other channelers, almost identical, like word for word. But that's the thing. They channel. I don't channel. Well, whatever you're doing, I'm saying it sounds exactly like them. 
So I guess I'm wondering, in in our conversation, I'm finding that you're not saying anything I haven't heard before. And the fact that it just started with you is it's I'm looking for more um more information that I can't find in a new age spirituality book. Well or like it, on TikTok. It, it kind of yeah, it did just start for me seven years ago, but it's always been with me. I just didn't realize this is what it was. Right. So it's been my so, entire life. So then, I just didn't realize it until right before I was turning 50, but it was meant for me to not find this out until I was right before I was turning 50. So, it had to do with being turning 50 for some reason. No, that that makes sense to me. So then do you think maybe when you're when you're saying like you're Michael Jordan or other channelers don't have what you have, do you think like God or Christ would want you to speak like that, like in that like kind of like showboating kind of basketball player way? Or would they want you to be more like... Oh, I'm not showboating. I'm just, I'm that powerful. When I it, say I have something... But no one who's hurt. that powerful talks like that, including God, like including meditation. No one who has power speaks like that. So it's like... Because God even, tells me that I am the word of God. That's why. So, because, no, because this is why when I say I see Jesus Christ every single day, I have seen God five times. He has spoken to me eight times and he has touched me six times. Yes, but but what if I have the same numbers as you and all I can do is just say Let no. me ask you this. What do you think archangels look like? They have they don't have a singular appearance. Yes, they do. Okay, so you have to kind of They they are pure energy. More. They can manipulate themselves to, to look like okay. something, but yes, they, they right. have a singular appearance. But but you when I see archangels in front of me, I see eight foot prey manises standing in front of me. That's okay. what I see. So, so now, okay, that's, and that's fine. So you're saying that archangels are eight foot tall praying mantises. Most of them, but some of them I've seen look like owls. Some look like reptiles. Some look humanoid. Some of them don't look humanoid at all. And, and I, I feel like you have no idea how excited I just got because I am on the same page as you. I just always feel too crazy when I say something like this because Let's say, let's say archangel is a word and people use the word mantid to describe these eight foot tall mantis creatures. Right. And then there's also like, and again, like well, I, I, even I, archangel I, is just a word, but that's not really what they are. They are yes. just beings of a higher consciousness that no so, longer need a body that are here to help us. But if someone else were to see an eight foot prey mantis in front of them, it would scare the living shit out of them. Even when they are communicating with me, it's not like they're just standing there and telling me something. When they actually are communicating and touching my face, they showed me a picture of it. It's like I'm here and they are standing and they're right next to my back. And then their arms and tentacles completely surrounding me like a cocoon. And that's how they are touching me. And oh, it, every right. time one comes in, they just they just morph right through the other one and they're touching me. It's so fast. I no, uh, I have to tell you something that will make like a body snatcher movie. I feel like you you said you're a dry person, but you have a sense of humor. You've always I have to tell you something that might make you happy. I was pushing you in a conversational direction, and I'm so happy that you said what you said just now because I knew there was something going on, but I feel like the dialogue that you were saying, everything we were talking about before. 
I my questions were limiting you and the word archangel or the presentation of like me us talking about it was right i was saying we're going in the same circles but i knew something else is happening with you and it's, now we're yeah Ar archangel is just a like anything like god's real name is not god it's a description we use the we use the word here I'm so I mean, happy. you're young enough we use the word here god for a lot of things we would say back in the 70s uh, Led Zeppelin are the gods of rock and roll. Why? Because it is a word that tells us this is all-powerful. You can so, call it God, you can call it source, higher power, Buddha, whatever you want to call it. But no matter what you want to call it, he's our father. That's what he is. So there, there's one interesting, like this is the, I guess, since you're discussing uh, these entities that have seemingly been documented throughout human history and popped up in different times, um, are any of them non-benevolent? Are any of them seemingly mischievous or like they have a, a what we would perceive as negative intent toward sure, us? Absolutely, negative energies. Yes, I, I don't just see them. I see everything. When, so when I'm in, when I go into my bedroom, I keep my bedroom completely dark, black, so I can see everything. I mean, I see them during the day. Even now, as I'm speaking to you, uh, if you've ever seen anyone smoking a cigarette and the, when the little petals of smoke come off the cigarette, look like little petals. That's what I see when I'm speaking with you right here. And it never goes away. It's always on. And that's in the daylight. But in the complete darkness, I see bluish white lights coming up from the floor and then when I focus in on it, that's when I see them looking like prey mantis uh, or other beings. They, I, I, I even know I have one who's Hel her name is Helen. She touches me on the back of my head. Feels like spiders walking on the back of my head. Yeah. And I know she was an Egyptian princess five thousand years ago. And but uh, but yeah, the, but but what they are is what we would call aliens. But are there bad ones? Yes, and they're they are not. Lucifer is not the devil. He is not a fallen archangel. He's just another archangel. But there absolutely are negative energies. And they, like we have people here who walk around who are just arrogant and pieces of crap. And a lot of those, that they don't cross over into the light. They remain here and they stay that horrible energy and they need to collect energy. And again, being pure energy, I see them all the time. They glow red and they come in front of me and they're trying to get collect energy from me. And I tell them to go away. And if they don't go away, my friends here, the archangels, will get rid of them. They look around. They see them. They always tell me, oh, I know what they are. I say, well, if you don't go away, they'll make you go away. And I say, okay, guys, will you get this thing out of me? And I see globs of white light come out of nowhere and attack these things. But again, being pure energy, they can manipulate themselves to look like anything they want to, as well as archangels do. They will manipulate themselves to look like a man glowing purple light so it'll calm you down but they so, show their true selves to me but yeah so they can what, make they can make horrible faces to scare what, the crap out of you but, I, I had a question about the mantis form because i guess we had another uh guest who's uh she's been on a few times and she's a very uh regular member of society like a good yeah. like an upstanding member of society and she was describing a encounter in catholic yeah, school standing whatever nobody's better than anybody else of course i mean someone who isn't like someone who you wouldn't have encountered in your work in corrections 
like someone who isn't like a, a known grifter or embellish story embellisher. But 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 any, I'm not. I'm not. I was just a regular guy working in prison. Uh, so she was talking about encountering this uh, a, a mantis type creature in in a forest area of a Catholic school with a bunch of other kids also, and I guess. I've heard so over the last like decades of just talking to people, you hear the mantis come up over and over again and they're this tall. Mm. And so I guess my question is, what was firstly, why is the true form so bizarre? Like, why is why wouldn't that be one of the layers like a third? Why do you look like you look like? Because I don't know. Just, because you just are. But you I guess are. should we do you think it's funny that as it has nothing to do with the being itself but it has to do with with the presence and the knowledge that it possesses and that's what i guess is. so but i guess do you think it's like an intentional obfuscation that children are raised to think that things that would look like an eight foot tall mantis are is terrifying yes um to tell you the truth um, I see things that look like monsters all day. But I also know I see other beings from other worlds. And yes, there, there's no such place as hell. There's no such place as purgatory. There may be someone walking around with horns and a tail, but that's just because that's what he looks like where he comes from. I have seen other beings that look like monsters, but I know they don't come from here. And I've not been to their world, so I would have to. That's just what they look like. And and but when we choose, we choose to say they're scary. And and when you say choose to, do you think that the we fear, teach. like so, the fear impulse that we have when we Correct. see like a, a a lion, do you think that naturally we wouldn't have that if let's say we saw an archangel or a jinn or a demon or any of these words? No, you, you wouldn't have it if they didn't teach it to you just like they taught you how to hate people. If you take two children of the age of two years old of every race, creed, and color on the face of the earth, put them in one big room, and then turn two of them around and tell them, I want you to point to me, who do you hate? They're going to look at you like you're crazy because they didn't learn how to do it yet. We teach them pain. We teach them anguish, sorrow, grief, guilt, everything. We teach them everything. And because you just came from a perfect place without any of it, and now you have it because you got taught that. So... So, okay, now I also got taught all the uh, cities and uh, states of the United States as well. So, Same thing. So, so in the beginning of the, the podcast, I was definitely trying to steer you away from us staying in the conventional, like any kind of safe lane. I want oh, to. I'm not conventional one. By I mean, like I said, the Bible's the Bible's lie. It's a piece of it's a piece of crap. It's it's the people who want to tell you how to live your life the way they want you to live it and give them 10%. But how do they know about 10% back then? Because the people who wrote the Bible were kings and queens. It's all about power and control. He's a fearing God, yet he's a merciful God. Which one is he? He's neither. He's a loving God. He's your father. Treat him as though. So so it seems like you've come from like you've seen a lot of crazy things, I'm assuming, in life prior yeah. and, to and everything that I speak about about spirit. I didn't learn from a book. I don't read books. Everything that I know, they told me. I like that. You, you said, I don't know what, I, I've never read a Bible. So everything I know about the Bible, <laughs> they've told me. That was, uh, I feel, I respect that 
because a lot of mediums and people who speak to spirit or even talk about this subject have a shelf of other people's books behind them. Oh yeah, they're all they're all light and love and everything is rainbows and unicorns. No, it's not. Life is hard. But you can get through it, but you have to make decisions. You have to learn to listen, trust, and follow through. And you have to listen to those gut feelings. You can listen to your spiritual guides. And I'm telling you, and here's another myth. People, regular people, you do not listen to me, people. No one, no one has angels following you around. You don't. You don't have guardian angels. You have spiritual guides. The only reason you would have an angel with you is because you're performing a specific task that God wants you to do, and you are aware of it, and you are helping masses of people. I have archangels with me because I I cross spirit over into the light. I cross thousands of them a time, and I am trying to reach thousands of them with this word of God, and that's what I'm doing. But do you have an archangel with you or an angel with you? No, because you don't need an angel to go get a cup of freaking coffee. So no, let that I agree go. No, I agree completely, and yeah. I feel like that is— I have to I have to debunk that every but, day. I, but, I have people come up to me sit in front of me to get a reading and they go, so what do my angels have for me? Nothing, because you don't have angels. Have a great day. Right, because it would be... What do you and, need an angel for? But I guess this lends to the same, the idea that we're talking about eight-foot-tall mantises. Yeah. And you also said one of their names is Helen. And you also said they touch you on the face. All of this sounds very... Right very, now, uh, like, I have well, 52 of them. That's the other 51 of them. I had to write it down because it's so many. Oh my goodness. That is a... And that's how many okay. I get 52 different touches on my face. Okay, so I guess my point is that if someone uh was writing this like for a Netflix show, this would not be good writing because it's illogical. It's insane. It doesn't it make is. it doesn't It's and, a lot. Right. Do you know why it's But do you know why it's illogical and insane? Because we have not been taught the correct way. We have been taught to not know what's going on in this world. That's what we've been taught. We have been in the blinders for thousands of years because they don't want us to know what really takes place in this world. And why? That's why they have the control. We used to call them kings and queens. Now we call them big, big corporation and government. But who are they? I guess, are they driven purely by their own Control. selfish free right. will or is yes. there like a larger narrative like there's like a dark entity feeding on this negative energy or if something? you were the if you were the queen of england or the king of england would you want anyone replacing you i i see what you're saying but they i don't mean, want anybody is, replacing they want to but, remain in power and control they have the money but do you think there is like uh let's say there are negative oh, bad spirits oh yes. absolutely who are benefiting from their bad human actions? Yeah. See, like negative energies, um, although we see this in movies and television, they don't want you to die. Okay. They want you to remain alive and they want you to remain negative so that they can feed off your negative energy. They don't really care about us. They just care about the energy that they get from us. They are basically energy vampires and they collect this energy from us, but they also give us negative energy. So we will remain negative, but you have free will to say no. So, so let's say there's no such thing as possession. Another spirit cannot enter your body and remain in your body. There's only room for one, but they can influence you. They can talk to you. People who say that they say they are schizophrenic or not schizophrenic, they hear voices because they're voices. I hear voices all day long from spirit all day long. I mean, 
the, the ones who are here earthbound, you are here earthbound because in this low energy place, I just call it earthbound, but I see other beings there as well. But they're there because they chose not to go into light. And when you choose not to go into the light, you're still holding on to your pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish, all that stuff that you had in you when you were human. You still have it. So you still have these negative feelings. I've had a spirit come through to me one time and said, I don't like the blacks. And I was like, what? And then I closed my eyes and saw the guy and he looked at me and said, I don't like the blacks. They still are racist there. When you cross over into the light, you're not. It's all about positivity and love. So, but they can influence us. They can talk to me. They talk to other people too. And if they can get you to go out and kill somebody, some people do and some people don't. So I get, I it's guess. a big picture. It's about them trying to, they want us to do horrible things so they can collect that negative energy off of. And all the only reason they're doing it is for themselves. There's no one single guy who's the leader of all the horrible people, no devil. They're all in it for themselves and they're all trying to get that energy so they can survive in that realm that they are in. I see that realm. I see I see bands of energy that flow like rivers and even regular spirit who are not really horrible. They just chose to be there because they didn't want to come back again because there's reincarnation. It's just that's not punishment. You just come back because you didn't fulfill your purpose. But when you wake up out of your body and you have all the perfect memories of all your lifetimes and you look at that light and you say, if I go in there, I might have to come back again. Sometimes they don't want to. So they just stay here and they're just walking around. But they need energy, too, because there's not, not a lot there. But they're there because of their own choice. No one can banish you to this place, and no one can tell you you have to go to that place. You're there because it's your choice. You either walk into the light or you don't walk in. But they have to walk up to these rivers of energy and stand back and cock their head back and collect it. And it's like they're in a dream state. Then they come out of it, and they're like, oh, okay. Because if they don't get that energy for them walking around, like we would walk around here, you would feel like they would feel like they're nauseated. So they have to collect energy all the time. And these negative energies get energy off of those other beings that are, that are well as well, too. I tried crossing a bunch of them over, and I was doing that. And then one of them told me, hey, stop doing that. And I'm like, why? Oh, because we need them here. And I was like, nope, they're coming over. And I was crossing them over, and he's yelling, no, no, no. And then he starts yelling, no, no. And I said, I don't work for you, buddy. I work for God. So let's go. And I was going, so they need them there, too. But they they know they can't get enough from them either. So they come into our realm, and they try to antagonize us to get it from us. And they so, do a damn good job of it. So let's say if like this is happening and this is also it's it's very weird because in, it's in the happening. beginning because in in the beginning when I was uh I was I'm really happy that we went in this uh direction that to other people sounds strange at first. But They've then never heard of it. that's why. Let's, no, you know why? Because the other mediums and the other ones you talk to won't talk about it. You know why they won't talk about it? Because they don't know. That's why. I guess once it's out there, good. once the information is out there, and now the we look at the structure of the government, and let's say little things like, like you've worked in the correction system, or let's say you can look at sports, or you can look at the pharmaceutical industry, if you overlay this negative energy concept to it and the idea that there are entities involved, it does appear that there is a kind of imbalance of power right now. Yeah, 
absolutely. And when I said I'm like Michael Jordan, I'm 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 in my I'm like Michael Jordan, like like Michael <laughs> Jordan is the guy. He's the guy. Well, I'm I was, the guy. I was I was just trying yeah. to I was just trying to get us here, and now we're here, and that's all that matters. Like, but yeah, I, you're you are absolutely correct. There's an imbalance of power, and, and it's it's really not about good and evil. It's just these negative energies are doing what they need to do in order to get what they want, which is this negative energy to survive where they are. But they love the negative energy. I've tried to cross them over and they don't want to go. I have said the word God in front of them and they say, we don't want to talk about him. We don't like fuck him, motherfucker, and all that shit. So, yeah, yeah so they don't I, like him. I guess but my... they, he is their father. They know that, but they just don't like him. The rebellious child. So that's what they because we're all children of God. Is that also so I guess I've asked other people this and the funny thing is that some of them are like writing about metaphysical things or spirituality, but at the same time, yeah, a lot of that stuff is bullshit too. They're, and there so a lot of them are literally government employees at the same oh, time. Oh yeah. Right. So because then, this is how they put the narrative out there to keep us all under control. So I guess you are now I guess I am saying this out loud. You're officially appearing on a podcast where the most recent episode we uploaded, someone is a, a material physicist who works for one government. And a few episodes ago, there's a guy who works for another government. Yeah. And everyone's writing about souls and energy. And They don't know. Um, so my question is, do you think the government has an interest in this, this narrative? Is there like a, is there some kind of department that keeps <clears throat> track of keeping everyone stupid or unaware. So, I'll explain it to you this way. It's going to take a little bit, but I'll explain it to you. So I lived in Delaware, and I was a medium out there for a few years. And uh, how did I get to Arizona? Because Spirit told me uh, through a channeling message, I used to channel with other people, and messages would come through. Uh, I channeled with those group of women that I was with, and I also took a developmental class and was doing an exercise in that class and the exercise was I had to sit across from this person and try to mine something through to them and see if something would come through. But the two of us didn't know what we were doing because we just met that day with this other group of people. And she said to me, are we supposed to hold hands? I said, I don't know. We can try. I mean, I guess that's what we're doing. The teacher was somewhere else. So we decided to hold hands, cleared out our minds. And when I held her hands, it looked like she got shocked by electricity. She literally went like that. And I was like, what the hell? I said, are you okay? And she, and then this voice came out and said, I'm perfectly fine, Daniel. How are you? I didn't tell her my name. And I said, I'm good. How are you? And then this voice that came through described my entire life and then told me about things that were going to happen in the future, told me I was going to move out west in four years. Four years later, I'm here. Okay? Um, and But... By the end of that speech, I asked him who he was, and he says, it's me, your brother, Jesus Christ. And then the teacher was standing behind me. He said, what are you doing? I said, I huh. think I'm having a talk with Jesus Christ. You want to, you want to, he said, you're not supposed to be doing that. I said, you want to tell him that? And he said, let's just do something else. So, but anyway, so then I channeled with these other five people. Uh, archangels came through. Jesus Christ came through. God came through three times. When God walks into the room, you know who the fuck is in that room. And you don't ask him stupid questions like lottery numbers. You just don't. So, and throughout that time, I was also being told I was going to move out west. Everyone that this happened with said I was going to move out west. And, and first they said New Mexico. Then a year before we moved out here, I was told Arizona. 
And I said, where in Arizona? And they said, one thing, you'll know. I was like, what do you mean I'll know? You'll know. The very next day I woke up, I said to my wife, I said, give me a map of Arizona. I'm going to show you where we're going to move. And she said, what do you mean? I said, just get a map. She put it down in front of me. I closed my eyes and took my finger and pointed every place. And I kept getting touched. No, 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 no. Yes. We're moving to Sierra Vista, Arizona. We put our house in the market and bought a house in a week. How does that happen? It doesn't. And then we got out here. And I live in Arizona. And I live in Sierra Vista. Do you know what's in Sierra Vista? Fort Huachuca, the largest intelligence base in the United States. Do you know what they do at the end, at the base? And back in the 60s and 70s, they were I'm, doing experiments on psychic meetings. Every time we someone knows about what the government has done and talks I had no about idea it, what that place was. No I, idea. No this idea. is getting weird now. Now, here's the weird part. You want to hear the weird part? Here's the weird part. I was out riding my motorcycle. <clears throat> I was at the uh, Carl's Jr. getting something to eat. I got on my bike and left. As I was going down the road, I noticed there was a completely white SUV following me around. I noticed it so much that I walked. I drove everywhere around my entire town for about a half an hour, and they followed me every which way until I went down this road called Charleston Road that would go to Tombstone. And by the time I got on the road, it's only one road in and one road out. I got off my bike and turned around and pulled out my firearm because I keep one on me. And when I did, I saw two men in black suits in this SUV stare at me for about five minutes, and then they turned around and left. Men in black. I, and even to this day, by asking questions with archangels, I am being followed because they want to know how I do and what I do. They want to know why God talks directly to me and doesn't talk to anybody else. And I know the reason why. But they want to know how I do it and why I do it and, and how they can use it. And they're following me. But I can't live my life in seclusion. And I openly talk about this all the time. They are, they are, they are hooked in. I, have, I, I also remote view. I don't have control of it. It just turns on. But I have caught other people remote viewing me. I'm not, do I seem crazy to you? I lost your vocal. Wait, is it back? Yep, there you go. Okay, sorry. I guess there's a mute button on top of the mic. Yeah. Was... It's got a cool no, light thanks. on it. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought I was tapping the light button, but never mind. Um, so uh, do you know who Chris Bledsoe is? No, I don't follow other people. Okay, it's uh, I recently found out about this guy. I guess he's someone who's seen a lot of like uh, uh, anomalous lights on his property, like a farm. Sure. And and he started seeing, and he's a uh, like prays and like meditates and just talks to God about like, please help. Like I don't know what to do. Oh, Life sure. Is he's making contact. Yeah, we, and you'd be amazed by the lights that I see over top of these mountains here. So it's it's interesting. He got. He had the same kind of um, like weird relationship with government agencies that you are describing with like NASA, DIA, NSA, everyone. And he is like pretty much like he has a white beard. He's in his 60s, I believe. He lives on a farm, just an ordinary guy. So what you're saying 
does make like let's say the government does want to know this or people want to know this do you think the reason for this kind of like hesitant engagement or less aggressive engagement is that they don't want to mess with you so to speak like get in some kind of like struggle or is it is it just that they have other they're just going to just watch you slowly no they want they want uh, i know at some point they're going to try to pick me up i know at some point they're going to pick me up and try to interrogate me because they want to find out how i do it and and i guess when I, now i i'm trying not to like be too like it sounds i don't want you to get interrogated it doesn't sound nice oh um, no it's it's not going to be nice but again so i mean I had an experience from working in prison where uh, later on um, I had a, a, a prisoner who got out uh, who was on uh, house arrest. and But he he was on house arrest until 2024, till now. But he's he's back in uh, because he was following me. Um, and I, he, I came across him twice. Yeah. The second time I came across him, he was following me on my motorcycle. And then when I got to my I was going to visit my sister's house. When I got off my bike, I turned around. And there he was. And uh, he Wait. said he wanted me to help. He wanted me to have a talk with him so I can help him um, figure out his life, even though he was a, a rapist and a pedophile. Um, that and, is terrifying. That is literally, that's not that. So I, wait. Well, I told him he needed to leave because if he didn't, he had two friends with him. I was going to beat, beat the shit out of him in front of his two friends and then kick their asses. They wait, they, wait. Like I said, I was, in a, I was in a not so nice motorcycle club, so they believed me. Because I have a lot of friends, so so I'm I'm also noticing something else that you're you might chuckle at, but my path for whatever reason tends to maybe because I really like Sons of Anarchy when I watched it. Who knows? It was uh, just my, like that. My path tends to cross with people who are in uh, motorcycle clubs. Then there's some of them who are relegated to a rough life of like violence and the life. But then uh, there's I some... wasn't. I had a great upbringing and everything. R I, right. I just chose this. Uh, but but I mean, I'm saying some. It seems like that kind of rough experience sometimes leads people to realization that maybe that's not the right way to be. Well, so... I was used to being around bad people. I worked in prison. So do you think, so do you think what made you, or would you say you are good now? Do you consider yourself a good person? Even though I was in the club, I didn't, when I got out of the club, I actually had one of the guys tell me, you're not like us. And I said, you're right. I just enjoyed being in the club because they didn't drink. They weren't doing drugs. When we were out riding, I didn't have to worry about that stuff. And I enjoyed the camaraderie of it. I, I made a couple of people who were friends, but they were also just like me, just regular guys. But uh, it was a lot you of were, political stuff. And I just, I wasn't, I just wasn't yeah. interested in it. So yeah, I stayed I, away from it. And so, and, but, and even all, we were around really bad clubs too. Like we have Hell's Angels out here. We had these other clubs out there called the Pagans. And I was around that lots too, but I knew who they were. I knew they were bad guys and I didn't want to be around them. But we just had to be around them because we were a certain type of club. But did I mix in with them? No. I, w I knew I was different from them. And and that's one of the reasons that it, it was so easy for me as a person to get out of it because I knew I wasn't like them. I just, I was really in, I'm really into motorcycles. I still ride. 
but I know I can ride on my own and, and ride whenever I want to and ride with my friends, but I don't have to do all that other stuff. So I, I since I was never really completely involved with that, it was easy for me to get out of it. But yes, do I consider myself a good person? Absolutely. Because I help people every day. So I don't so, judge people. So let's say now that you're, I, I'm trying not to like make this selfishly about why why our paths are crossing because sure. because i mm. i noticed that in the last like few the guests i've had with the people who have seemingly like people who i wouldn't expect to talk to otherwise like i usually don't the only people i meet who are like I meet people in my meditation classes, but I guess now I'm meeting people who are like outside of the normal people I would talk to. And they're well, you meet the people who you no normally don't talk to because they're attracted to your energy. Because you have a different type of energy. Uh, you're one of those people who uh, you can pick up on the energy of other people. You pick up on the feelings of other people all the time and people who are around you. And they come to you because they feel as though they can, you can empathize with them. You know what I'm but, talking about. It's called being but, an empath, and that's what you are. But in your case, and how would I know that? But but in your case, earlier when I asked if you're an avatar, you said you're more than that. And the reason yes. I asked that was that I immediately tend to like see the like a different narrative than like a normal question, like "Oh, hello, you are a person." I'm like thinking like "Oh, this is a ball of energy that has arms and legs, and it somehow right. was also in a motorcycle club." Everyone so, is that. Yeah. I guess in your case, um, how these podcasts that you're doing now and stuff, it's like it looks like something that's bound in technology and the modern culture. But then you're talking about things that are ancient. So Absolutely. is it so is it like is there some sort of ancient and modern overlap between you talking about archangels, the Bible mantises um ufo like people having experiences like what is the overlap in this and the fact that we communicate primarily through digital means now because we need to get back to a simpler way of life we could jesus was here to show us that we could all communicate differently the way the reason why he was able to heal others and do the things that he did is because he was in touch with his soul and he could do those things and he was here to teach us that we could do them too. But in order for us to do them, we have to get away from all this that we have now. We were we were growing too rapidly, but all this rapidly stuff that we're growing into is all of distraction. We could get back to this. We when you pick up a tele when you're sitting around in your home and you think about someone and then the next day they call you on the telephone. Do you think that was by accident or that's a that's a coincidence? No. You were sending a telepathic message to them and they got they picked up on it and they said, I just felt the need to talk to you because you were doing it. Because we can all do it. We can all do that, but because we have so many distractions in this world, today, right now, in the uh, in the United States is is going is the uh what is that? The Super Bowl that's going on. We got basketball games, hockey games, golf. We have everything. Uh, we want you to work. 40 hours a week. We want you to go on vacation. We want you to spend all your money. We want you to go into debt. We want to get you out of debt. and Then you can go back into debt. All of this stuff is a complete and total misdirection. That's what it is because they don't want you to realize how much power and control you have over yourself. 
You could go to a doctor because you have depression and he's going to give you medicine that will suppress that depression, but it's still inside of you. Or he can talk you down from it. Or you could talk yourself down from it and realize that you don't need all these doctors and all these other people to tell you how to live your life. You can do it on your own and we could do it all together as one and collectively get together, not just having to talk anymore, but get back to the original way that we communicated, which was through thought. So we have so, to get rid of everything else that is a filter within our lives. Get rid of it because it doesn't help us. So I guess before I, I feel like I want to really, I want to push the vector of like your non-human knowledge. Sure. But prior to that, I just want to, since we're talking about escaping this system. Yeah. It, and that you it, have that right. And, and, and I, I love hearing from different people how they did it but i feel like in your case i'm wondering how would you if someone's hearing what you're saying and they're like of course how would they like, do it how, how would they right. even i'm going to show you how you do it start? right now i've had decided to pick up my pair of glasses right now i have decided to put it down right now i could listen to someone scream and yell at me and right now i don't have to get angry with them screaming and yelling at me because i choose not to I make a choice. If you and I were best buddies and you told me, I'm having a problem, Daniel, I'm an alcoholic, I would say, you know what? Look, I'll take you to classes. I'll, t I'll take you to AA meetings. I'll keep you away from drugs and alcohol. I will keep you away from all the bars and all that stuff. Although, you know, who doesn't like a good trip club? I get it. But the, I'll keep you away from all that stuff. But until you choose to stop drinking, no matter what I say or do, isn't going to make a difference. So everything in your life is going to be your choice, ultimately your choice. Someone can talk to you and influence you all they want, but you're going to decide to do it or not. And if you don't want to get out of this and you don't want to get away from the system and you want to continue to have six cars and seven houses and 10 boats and do all that bullshit, that's up to you, but not me. And so I choose not to. And when you say that, it sounds... Like, let's say we're talking to like um, an 18-year-old or even a 30-year-old my age or someone who's 60 and people are doing habits that they're kind of locked into oh, yeah. and choosing differently. I had a guy yesterday sit in front of me who was, who's, he said, I need help because he was a drug addict. And I said, here's your answer. You have to stop. And he said, but it's hard. I said, yeah. But if you don't stop, I'm telling you right now, you won't live to be 50 years old. You'll die. If you change it, you'll get an extra 20 years. If you don't change it, you'll be dead. Simple. If you had a doctor telling you that, what would you do? You'd quit, wouldn't you? I'm no different than him, except I'm telling them the real truth. But what about, I guess, what are the mechanics of, let's say, let's we can say drugs but also let's say someone who has a job that they really don't like and they're depressed and get out and then you, you went you you applied for the job didn't you so let's say you they can quit get that out. job so let's say let's say the person gets out and they're like talking to you and they're like okay I'll, I'll quit and then they quit the job then they call you again they're like okay now i have not been raised to think for myself or come up with a plan i've only <clears> been raised <throat> to get jobs so now that I've quit this job, should I get another job or should Absolutely. I? So um, I did a reading for a guy years ago, um, came to me. He was he said he was a Buddhist. OK, 
And he said, I don't feel comfortable talking to you saying these are spirits, so I'll just call them your people. And I said, that's okay, Jeff, no problem. And he said to me in this way, he said, look, he said, uh, I'm thinking about going to school. I want to go to school to be an auto mechanic. Do you think I should do that? And I was like, well, let me find out. And he said, uh, <clears throat> he said, okay. He said, uh, he said, but I'm, I'm either going to go to school for that or I'm thinking about being a, a social worker. And I said, so you want me to find out one or the other? He said, yeah. So I said this. I said, let me ask them some questions. I asked the questions. I said, I came back. And this is the way I said it. But he didn't pick up on it. And I said, here's the thing, Jeff. You're good. At, you're okay at being a, uh, a social worker. You're pretty good at it and stuff like that. But it doesn't fulfill you. But you, what you need to do is go to school and become an auto mechanic because someone's going to come to you and they're going to, uh, they're going to need their car fixed and you're the guy who knows how to do it the best. And when you do it for them, they are going to be so grateful to you and you're going to feel that absolute gratefulness within inside of you. So that's what you need to do. I said, but being the social worker, I said, you're okay at it and you do help people and stuff like that. And, uh, but uh, it's not that big a deal to you. And he said, okay. And I said, then I also told him, I said, look, I said, uh, I said, he said, I said, let me see something because I saw something when I closed my eyes. And I said, I, I, I don't get a name because I wasn't getting names then, but I do now because things progress for me. But I said, I don't get a name, but I, I see this guy. I described this guy perfectly. He had a, he, he showed me everything about him. And I, and then <clears throat> I said, does that sound like somebody you know? And he said, sounds like my brother. And I said to him, Oh, well, your brother's here for you to be the mechanic uh, when you go to school because your brother was a mechanic and he's here to help you do that. He was a mechanic, wasn't he? He said, well, he was in the Marines and he worked on the ships. He, he fixed things in the ships. I said, mechanic, right, Jeff? He said, yeah, mechanic. I said, OK. I said, here's what I want you to do. When you get done with me today, I want you to call this school. He said, well, I tried to get into school. But they said they don't think I was going to make it because I tried to apply too, too, too late. So I said, I, Jeff, I want you to call them today. And then after you get out done with that conversation, I want you to give me a call. And he said, okay, I'll do that. He said, but I got to let you know, I'm already a social worker. I said, Jeff, did you hear what I said to you earlier? And he said, what'd you say? I said, you're already a social worker and you're pretty good at it, but it doesn't fulfill you. And he looked at me and said, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. I said, yeah, I already know, Jeff. I said, but what I also know is I need you to make this call. So when we got done the reading, he called me about two hours later. He said, Daniel, Daniel. I, I said, what, Jeff? He was all excited on the phone. He said, when we were there and I was getting the reading from you, I turned my phone off. When I turned my phone off, back on, the school had called me and left me a message. I said, what did they say? He said, they told me to call them right back as soon as I could because they had an opening in the class. But if I didn't get in touch with them today, they were going to move on to the next person. I got into the class and I said, Jeff, I can't make this shit up. No, that's, I, so I guess how, how would a person who is, by themselves start like um do they just do they, they need to listen to their intuition we get gut feelings inside of us take a piece of paper write it down i want this job or i want this job and then look at those two and then ask yourself 
which one should I take? Because it is your intuition. We call it intuition, but it is actually your soul guiding you to where you need to be. But we need to learn to listen and trust and follow through. So if you get, even if you're driving in a car and you see a car in front of you and you say, mm, I want to pass this car. And you get that gut feeling inside of you that says, don't pass the car. When then don't pass the freaking car. Because it's trying to keep you from getting into something that you're not meant to. And how do you know when someone didn't listen? Because you're at the hospital later on talking to your friend who got into a car accident. And they tell you, you know, I saw this car in front of me. And then they see three words. Three words. I just knew. When they said I just knew, that means their soul was talking to them and they didn't freaking listen. That's how you know they're not listening. But when you get that gut feeling, you look at those two jobs and go, and when you when you feel inside you, man, I really want to do that, then go do that. Because that's your soul telling you that's what you need to be doing. And it may not be a lifelong job that you're meant to be at, but it's a job that you're meant to be at for that period of time. Because it may land you another job after that that you're meant to be at. And, and that's I guess... Saying. And I guess what if, because I guess in the case of a job, this is really good. Like, I feel like it's very actionable advice immediately. What I mean, did you just want to split burgers the rest of your life? Or did you want I, to go get a, did you want to go to get a degree in psychology? I I don't know. I've, I honestly, you know, I've, I've never worked a normal job except when I was 28, finally. But so. what is normal to someone else isn't normal to you. Well, I mean, I never worked. Till I was 28. I just did. Uh, I was a professional fighter. So I just did combat sports. I didn't really. Yes. I MMA, did. something like that. Uh, Muay Thai. I used to live in Thailand. I uh, could kick your ass. I'm just kidding. And then. <laughs> and then uh, so I like basically. Watching that stuff, but I don't want to be a part of it. No. So I definitely do understand like. I meet a lot of people who've like come from shift work and like you said, you work six sure. years at a prison. I think the closest I've come to is like, well, I've worked for probably mm. a year and a half of my 33 years of being alive. So shout out to my parents and my grandfather and everyone for making that possible. Right. Um, yes. Well, they believed um, in you. Uh, but so I guess since I've never flipped burgers and I guess what yeah. what you're saying is um how would someone who is listening to you and wondering do they have a purpose outside of a conventional job how oh, do every, they your purpose like i said your purpose is we're here to help each other so if you're helping anyone you you could be living your job and and doing your job and being a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher or something like that but people are going to come into your life and, and they're going to need some type of help everybody has that and you have a choice to make. You're either going to help them or you're not. You could say, I hate people and I'm not going to do it. Or you actually do it. Because when you actually do do it, you know it feels good. It feels good. You get goosebumps. You knew you did the right thing. So but so anybody has the opportunity to fulfill their purpose, but not everybody just does it. Um, so I guess, do you think there, if someone wants to like um, get, are, are all humans allowed to try communicating with these entities? They Well, people, okay, so everybody in the world, as I explain it, some of us are meant to be teachers. Others are just meant to be students. Can anybody talk to archangels? No. Can anybody talk to angels? No. Can anybody talk to their spiritual guides? Yes. 
You cannot you cannot talk to these higher uh, entities because you just don't have the ability to do it anymore. You had it when you came into this world and you were pure of heart, but everyone taught you the ways of the world and basically threw a bucket of bleach over top of you and washed it away, and you're never going to get it back. You have it, like I said, you either have this ability or you don't, and I just have it. Not everybody is meant to have it. Everyone is just meant to basically learn. But again, there are a lot of people out there who say they are mediums or they are uh, spiritual people and stuff like that, and they're full of shit because they're trying to get $450 an hour from you. Okay, so you got to watch out for that too. And I talk yeah, about that. a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things out there like people talk about smudging. Let me smudge and I'll make these negative energies go away. If you burn that, how's that going to make a negative energy go away? Because they're they're in another realm. They don't have a body. They don't have lungs. They don't smell. They don't breathe. And they can't, they, that's not going to affect them. The only thing you're going to do there is set off your fire alarms. That's all you're going to do. So, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit that's out there, but you got to follow what's within you. Uh, I, my, my wife and I were doing the readings the other day, and someone came up to her and said, I don't know who to pick. And my wife said, stop, calm yourself down, and listen to yourself, and go to who you are driven to go to. And she said, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to come here to sit with Daniel. Just go who you feel you need, you need to go to. And that's what you do. And she looked at she looked around the room. She spotted somebody. She said to my wife, "Thank you." And she walked that way. It's that simple. But people don't want to take the time to listen to themselves because they want to go to Staples and get the easy button. They don't want to do the work. You have to. You have to, like you do, like you know, with meditation. It takes time to learn how to do that. You have to work at it. You have to be able to clear yourself. Your mind cannot be moving a million miles an hour thinking about everything else. You have to be able to get into that lucid state so you can receive those messages. As I know, you must be clear to get clear messages. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't have tattoos because they tell me not to get tattoos because it would be... I'd be cluttering this body. But in order to be clear, I must get clear messages. And in order for anyone else to get clear messages and to figure these things out, they got to clear all the clutter out of their lives. They got to release it. And they can release it if they want to, but not everybody wants to do that. They like doing the drama. They like talking at the water cooler. They like reading the magazines and watching the gossip TV shows. They like it because it has drawn them in to do it. Well, you learn to let it go. And once you let that go and let go of all this stuff, then you could start to get in touch with, with your spiritual guides. But more importantly, you're getting in tune with yourself. Um. So I'm wondering when you... Am I talking too much? <laughs> I mean, do you feel like you are? No, I don't want to bore you. <laughs> do you feel like you're boring? No. Okay. If I thought I was boring, I wouldn't be sitting here. I don't... You, you asked. You're the... You're the person with the powers. So I'm just um so I'm wondering with like you've repetitively said that other channeler other people don't have what you have, etc. And I'm wondering would you want to know what it is? Well, I'm wondering in the case of like I guess math seems to work like it seems to be real in that you're one and I'm one and there aren't two of me right now, but there right, could correct. Uh, so in that way, but we're all, all is one, one is all, yes. so we're all connected. Yes. So in that connection, if, if what you have is special, then technically everyone who knows you and is 
nice to you has access to that because denying them would be some type of like like affront to god essentially yeah i don't i don't deny anyone so then even so like when i said i go to this thing and do readings for there if i'm walking out in the street and i go into walmart or something like that and i get a because someone walks past me and i get a message for them i will tell them but i will only tell them in one way where i will ask my guides is it okay to tell them and sometimes I get the answer, no. I had a guy walk past me while I was doing reading someplace, and he was walking with his little three-year-old girl, and I got from regular spirit said, he's going to die when he's 47. And I was like, whoa. Cause... And then I said to my guys, should I tell him? No. But I wanted to know why, and then they told me, because the little girl has a lesson to learn when she grows up to learn what it's like to be without her father to see what she's going to do. So that was the reason why I couldn't tell him. So I didn't. So I guess if, if in fact this is all the way it is, then the whole world will eventually, like within a matter of like a year or so, should be aware of you because there should be a 100% accuracy rate in your readings and encounters. There so is, that but... I mean, word gets around. Um, it just seems like how would the UN and like Elon Musk and all these companies oh, just they don't ignore, want me coming out there. But why would they ignore the fact that there's like such a disruptive force on Earth? That, because they would be out of business. But so we don't need government. We don't need power and control. We need to work together as free men and women. That's what we need to do. And if we were to do that, we wouldn't worry about these uh, things like cars and all these other things and, and, and boats and, and going on vacations and all that. We, we would know that we could live a simpler way of life and we wouldn't need everything else. And if we did that, we wouldn't need the control that, that government has over us. So we would put them all out of their jobs and they wouldn't have that control anymore. And people who are in power and control don't want that happening. Like I said, if you were the king of England, would you want me taking your job away? because you have servants who are with you all day long, because you have money to spend frivolously and you can do whatever you want all day long while telling us what to do? Would you want me, Would you want anyone to take that away? They don't want anyone taking that away. So they will do everything to keep me away from everyone else. You do have the famous ones who are on TV, but I'm telling you, it takes a lot of filming to get all the answers they get. They are not as connected as they believe they are, but they want you to believe they are. Because, I mean, it was that one on TV. She was the Manhattan medium or something like that. In the TV show, she ended up getting divorced. If she was such a fucking medium, don't you think she would have known that was going to happen ahead of time? She isn't. Well, I guess then let's apply that logic to you and me. And in, a, in, well, in another sense, I'm not trying to be famous like that. No, but... If I'm, guess... if I'm famous for... For being able to help a million people. Even when my book is for sale, it's eight bucks. I sell it for eight bucks because I'm not trying to make a million bucks. I'm yeah, trying to help a million people. But that's what I'm trying to do. But if everything's what you're saying it is, and you're speaking to literal extra physical beings that are hundreds of thousands of years old that have no age, how would this book not become the best-selling book of all time? What kind of force is stronger than Metatron and 12, 50, 72,000 archangels? How is your 
book sale going to get like why isn't this book not the biggest book on earth if it has all these beings behind it because other be because other living beings have control of what gets out there and what doesn't because our government has control over the media of what gets out there and what doesn't they won't let it happen so but i'm still going to try so and then when we were because talking, god wants me to when we were talking about the Manhattan medium or whatever that person is, someone who's on yeah. TV, mm. I guess I'm just wondering, so far you haven't been. They are elites. They I'm, are. I guess they might be elites, but they've clearly done something, whether it's like a super grift and like they're the best liars or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, that's why we have this Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein scandal going on and all this human trafficking going on, because when you do have the money, when you do have the power and you do have the control, you can do whatever you want. The average Joe can't. Yeah. And if they want it to be out there, they'll let it be out there. I mean, they, they, they have the, what's that lady who came out with the Harry Potter books? I mean, come on. And now, now all of our kids believe that shit is real. No, so, magic is not real. No. So, we, are, we are constantly being, uh, disillusioned by everything out out in the world, you're you're one of those people. You either take the red pill and believe that everything in this world is not the truth, or you're like everyone else is taking the blue pill and you walk around blindly like everyone else does the rest of their lives. So I guess since we've talked about like government programming and we've made some oh, yeah. references, right now we're talking about red pills and blue pills, and we're talking about stuff like child trafficking and Jeffrey Epstein, and this is like a common. Thing that people do conversationally when they talk about one thing that's true and one thing that's false. They so keep guess, it out there. Yeah. So I guess what I'm asked, but I'm saying right now, that appears to be what may be happening in our conversation <clears throat> because I'm trying to figure out um, why, when you said the thing about the Manhattan medium not knowing she's going to get divorced so far, I feel like our conversation you haven't been particularly intuitive or correct about me. And I'm kind of confused by that. Not like saying what? that I just like the, like you assumed that I had gotten into school because I had some kind of desire to have like a better life or something like that. No, and I don't, I don't think that's I just the reason did it why I, I was bored. I, just, I think you went into school because you wanted to do it. No, I just, I literally was just talking to my parents and they're like, why don't you get a degree? I was like, I want to do the podcast and meditation classes. And they're like, oh, I should. So it's just like to make my so old. So when you class. said that, I, this is what I want to do. That's your soul driving you to what but you want to do. I know that, but I'm saying right now, <laughs> I'm, I am, I don't, I didn't want to like talk like this, but. Well, like I'll say it in this way, like. I worked in prison, but I didn't always, I didn't want to work in prison. I I went to school for something called electronic health records. And I, then what I wanted to do from there was get a job. I didn't know where I was going to get a job, but then I, I was offered the opportunity to work in prison. And so that's, that's what I did before that. Um, before that, I, I was a forklift driver and I worked in warehouses, um, but the reason I stopped doing that is because I got into a work accident and I had a, a pallet of frozen chicken fall on top of me. 
and I went on. I went to work on my motorcycle, and I left in an ambulance. I was on disability for four years and had to walk with a cane for two years. I had to relearn how to walk because I have now bone fusion and four screws in my back. So, but this was all part of my path. I didn't right. know that was part of my path, but our path changes directions all the time because we are meant to get to a certain place in our lives, as well as yours does, as well as right. everyone's does. Right. But, but but some of us follow an incorrect path by making incorrect choices because they don't know any better or they haven't learned anything or they're just not good at learning. I guess I was saying that when you said the thing about the Manhattan medium, it sounds like you don't have as much emotional awareness or uh, awareness on how to conduct yourself as someone who's interacting with these kind of higher beings because you don't seem to acknowledge yeah. your humanity. But um, what, when I get like what, you've been talking, you kind of just I'm a conduit. So and I understand exactly what you're saying. So I, I go into it almost like I'm cold. Yeah, um, no, no, you're wrong often. Like the stuff about like what you're telling me so far, you're not act like when I'm asking a question, whether it's Metatron or you, your thesis of being like a higher source of knowledge on recording, which is going to be released as kind of being like proven wrong because it's there's by, a, by I'm this is what I'm saying to you it feels disingenuous because nothing you're saying still, like you talked about the mantises touching your head, but so far all you've done is like, you kind of say scaling things about Well, you, you can only judge that by because you haven't felt it or you haven't gone through it yourself. So you're only going by that side of the opinion because it's not happening to you. No, but I'm in, saying- In the same way that like, if you break your leg and I say, oh, you're not in pain. That's not what I'm saying though. No, because no, I've you're, never broken my leg. Talking. I'm not, I'm saying it is happening to you, but I'm saying that the way that you're talking about other humans, it doesn't sound like, it. nothing makes really like, it's not mapping to someone who wants to help people because you you're saying they don't know anything. They're they're people who aren't willing to do the work. But actually, well, it, you were you people were are not willing, people in you, general are not. But you didn't do the, work. do the work. You didn't. Yeah, do the I work did the work. Till just, no, you didn't till just now till you were fifty. So your life till you were fifty was just being a regular guy Correct. working on a forklift, getting Correct. crushed yeah, by chicken, working in a prison, Correct. being in a bi biker gang. Like what? So like you should, this is an inaccurate narrative that we've presented so far. You Why is did it inaccurate? Zero, it's still happening. There was, no, there was zero work done for five decades. You had an I average life. Because I, right. I was meant so to be is, a so, so, so you I need was. to have, so you need to have the same empathy and Metatron needs to get his head out of his ass and tell you, that empathy for the other people who also aren't ready to do the work like you weren't for 50 years of your life. Right. You need to give them some grace like God gave you for 50 years so you could get out from under the frozen chicken. Oh, no, I, I, I understand person. exactly what you're saying. The reason I said that about the Manhattan medium is because she is fake, because she's doing it for television. But she's you doing said it about ratings. everyone, though. You've said and she's people doing it aren't for, willing, for, but you. But they're doing it saying, for money. But you were saying sweeping remarks about people at large, and now this is a chance for yeah. you because it's recorded for you. But to they have the opportunity like, to change you that could and turn say, it around. But they have the opportunity say, to change and turn around. 
Yes, but this is where you have a chance to say, oh, you're right. I was a human for 50 years and my bad. If you are someone who's struggling right now. Oh, no, I, I I'm, and, I'm, and I won't even agree with that with you because I've, I'm still a human. I, it wasn't that I was that I'm something different. I'm still a human. I just have a different ability now, and it was and I've always had it, but I wasn't supposed to use it until I turned fifty. I wasn't meant to use it when I was three. I wasn't meant to use it when I was seventeen. I wasn't meant to use it when I was twenty-seven. I was meant to use it when I was fifty. Now that's just me. There are others. I have other people that I meet when I met those other people. They were some of them were twenty-six and twenty-seven. It's meant to happen for them when it's meant to happen for them. This was just meant to happen for me at 50. But I'm still yeah. a regular person. I still no, that, go that makes my motorcycle. Sense. I still inter interact with my friends. They all know I'm this. And when I'm, when I'm out in my regular life, even now, I still do my regular life. But when this has to come in or this has to happen or I have to do a, 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 an interview or I have to do readings or someone books me to do a reading... This takes over everything else. So, everything else is put to the side, and, and I do and, just this. And I think you did a really, I appreciate you explaining that, because now I I appreciate you saying this. So you would say that right now, if someone is your age, and let's say they're, they're, they're a woman, and they're living with someone who's beating them every day, and they have a lot of negative habits, and they yeah. just heard you say they need to choose to stop. They need to yes. stop but their husband is has trapped them in a basement and they can't escape and he's punching them in the face every day he is raping them his, his friends are coming over this is america and he also has a choice he yes, also has yes. a choice okay, to stop okay okay well. okay this is yeah. america and this is happening yeah. so oh i know it's happening so i gave so this is my this is my olive tree or olive branch, I guess. I love olive well, trees. I, I think like I explained I, that earlier. But, but I guess, I, but but I'm asking. Yeah. Because I do see, I see your, like I feel your energy as like a helper and a, like I, I, I respect you. And if at any point it sounded like I didn't, I apologize. I just wanted to, to uh, no, but I, I wanted there to be grace for the people who might be your age even and still struggling so much that they're like, they're like, wait, Daniel, I want, I, I, I'm trying. I just like, I keep messing up. I'm like, I'm not as, I can't figure it out. Like, give me some slack, cut me some slack, bro. Like, took me, took me when I first found out I was this. It took me two and a half years to figure it out, and I didn't. I wasn't. I'm not saying that I did it perfectly either. I, it took me two and a half years to figure it out. The very first year. I didn't know what I was doing, and I was just looking for other people like me, but I couldn't find anything. And then when I met that uh, paranormal group, there was another one that got in touch with me, but it was one lady, and that lady had an intuition group. And then when I talked to her about it, she invited me to the group, and then when I was going to the intuition class, that's when she told me about this other group that she was putting together with all mediums, and they could help me. And then I went to that. And then that's when it started to bloom and, and take off from there. But before that, I was just walking around like going on the Internet, trying to find anything that I could find, information. I mean, basically, that's the basis of what my book is about. I mean, it, it tells my whole entire story of everything that happened to me and for me. But the basis behind the book, if you have this type of thing going on, or even if there's anything in your life 
that you are having trouble with and you cannot figure out, go out and find your people. Find someone who can help you because there is someone else out in the world that is either have gone through or is going through the same thing you are, and maybe they can help you. I mean, yeah, nobody is perfect. But I didn't know I there I didn't know there was work for me to do until I was 50. So I didn't know. I uh, just I was a regular guy walking around. It wasn't until all this came on. Like we we experience this all the time. You you hear about famous people who donate money to cancer funds, but the only reason they donate that money is because their child got cancer. But before that, they didn't give a shit about nothing. No, you're I was the same so it's, way. It's something that comes I, on you that says it's waking you up and says, you no, know what? I, what you're I, doing now is not a good way. We need to I, change this. I agree with you. Or not. I agree with you. And it's funny because people often think that like like I came from the worst place, like being in professional combat sports and just being a toxic male who like is just like not a great place to be. It's just like was a culture of just stupidity and brain damage and people dying and bad things that happen. Yeah. Same thing in prison. Right. So I completely I understand. I appreciate you sharing your journey. And I guess now it might sound like and this is why I guess. I am the way I am. I don't really, I, I'm I'm happy to talk about anything. And I guess my question to you is with everything that you're going through and everything that the earth is going through at large, like with AI. Well, with... It's everything that I'm going through, but it's everything that my soul is learning about. See, the, even everything that I do or everything that you do, this is just a human experience. But it's the soul that is learning about everything we are doing. And it's the soul that reports everything back when it gets back home. But the soul itself doesn't feel any pain, doesn't feel any anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, or anger, doesn't feel physical pain. But it has to go through everything the person goes through in order to learn what it is doing to bring that back home, the human experience. So every again, the soul was in my body uh, and... I was being protected by archangels all the time, but I just didn't know it. But again, I wasn't supposed to know it until I turned 50. And then I was supposed to use it. I wasn't supposed to be a medium when I was a kid. I'm supposed to be one now. But I oh. could have chosen but I could have chosen when this was coming on. I could have said no. Because when I was doing those channeling messages, the messengers would come through and tell me, Daniel. You don't have to do this if you don't want to. It is your choice. And I said, but you know I have to do it. And they would laugh and say, yeah, we know. They have a, they have a sense of humor. But, uh, but yeah, I so, did it because I felt that I needed to do it. But not everybody is meant to do it so that it's not brought to them. But some so, people it is brought to. And I have done readings for people and said, you have this ability. You can do this and this and this and this. And you can be so much more. And they have said to me, no, I would rather be 25. So, and if that's what they want to do, that's up to them. I, I've done 33 readings in the past two years of people who have an ability similar to mine and would be able to work with archangels. Now, not as many as I have, but because I'm something different and I know what that is. And we can, you can ask me what that is and I'll tell you what it is. And you'll know when I'm talking about that I'm different than everybody else. But they have the ability to do this. 
So everything that I've gone through, when I got sick, all that stuff, everything that I have gone through, I had to go through all that. So I could be the guy that when they come to me, I have to explain to them, this is what's going to happen to you. This is how it's going to happen. This is what you have to give up in your life. And this is what you have to stop doing. And this is what you have to start accepting. I am the recruiter of these other mediums. And every single time that I have explained this to these 33 people, you know how many people actually did it? One. Because when I tell them that they're going to throw up and shit themselves for t twice a month for three or four years, do you want to sign up for that? Do you want to no. sign up for being touched by an angel and then it makes you throw up everywhere and it's purging your body of everything? Do you want to lose all of your friends that you have right now because they don't want to be around you because they think you're an abomination of God? And they tell you that. I had a lady come up to me two days ago while I was in my truck and my truck's name is Lucifer on the side because it gives me a platform to talk about people with it. And she said, Lucifer, he's the devil. He's a demon. You're an abomination of God for talking about this and being this and you don't know what you... Do you want that in public? But I accept it because it just is. I was doing reading somewhere and some lady came up to me and said, do you communicate with spirit? I do. Do you talk to spirit? I do. And in the middle of the mall and hundreds of people standing around, she said, you're speaking to the devil. He, you are an abomination of the, of the Lord and all this stuff. And I said, and in this voice, because I don't get angry, I said, well, there's no such thing as the devil. There's no such thing as uh, Satan or as a Lucifer. He's not a fallen angel. He's a beautiful angel. Uh, there's no such place as hell. There's no such place as purgatory. And I went on and on and on. And the only thing she could do was get angrier and angrier. And when she stopped, she turned around and looked, and everybody was looking at her like, what are you doing? And then she stomped her feet and walked away. So when I explain all this stuff to people, yes, it's a lot. It's a lot to take on. But you know why it's a lot to take on? Because we've never been taught. We've it's been so taught everything else in the world to disguise us from it. So, so earlier you were saying I could ask you what you mm -hmm. were, and it it made me i was like ooh that sounds like the question that i want to ask and then i keep forgetting about it and then you remind me and i'm like yeah yes. what do you want to ask but, <laughs> but now i i don't want it to sound weird but what are you or what are you saying that you are or what so is so when you when you die you're going to stand up out of your body you're going to look down and see your body and go i don't need death anymore you're going to take a step to the left and look to the right and you're going to see a light turn on for you everybody does okay and you either walk into that light or you don't and that's your personal light. Everyone gets one because you are a bright, white, loving soul with inside of this body. But you have been distinguished by everything around you because they teach you that, because they don't want you to know the truth about yourself. So you look at that light, and then when you wake up out of your body, you get all the perfect memories of your lifetime plus all the other lifetimes you've been here and realize that if you walk into that light, you may have to come back again. And maybe you don't want to. So sometimes they stay here or they just don't realize they they're dead or they thought they were going to be judged or something like that. Lots of reasons. And they don't go in and they stay here. But if you go in, great. And if you don't, whatever. And then that light turns off. But there's always one other light that shines all the time. And you've heard of it. It's called the light into heaven. This is the guiding light that shines that people, oh, there's that light. And there it is. That light can, is continual. 
but it's continual for this planet, for human beings in this world, everything in this world. It is continual for this place. It is continual in other places as too, but each place that you go to, if you're on another planet where there's other beings and all that stuff, they have their own individual light there because it's just different for each place. But it is still going to the same place. It's just a different doorway. But there's in each solar system and each planet, they all have multiple different doorways, but it's all for the same purpose of going home to heaven. But that light is called the light into heaven. This is for all beings that have not crossed over, that have remained here earthbound, can go through to go home. But it's also a light, a doorway for those who have crossed over to come back and visit us or come be here and be a spiritual guide for someone. Or, you know, we die and go home. So it's it's that portal. It is the portal for all spirit. All spirit to come here, go through that energy. All spirit to go there, come through that energy. All spirit to come here to visit someone in spiritual form, go through that energy. Now, spirit, uh, us ourselves being here, spirit, our pure energy, they can hear all of us talk. There's 7.5 billion of us, and it becomes like static after a while, like we were on kids watching TV, and it turned off at 2 o'clock in the morning, and all that snow was there, and it's static. And they can hear that, and they can tune it out. But they cannot tune out this one voice that is coming, because that light that is here to be the light into heaven is an actual soul that is in a body to be here in this physical world. You in your body will get up out of your body and leave and go home. This spirit does not go home. This spirit leaves the body that it is in when it terminates and goes into another one. It's automatically being born for that reason so that it can remain here so that it can shine all the time and then can also be heard. When it is speaking in that body, it can always be heard. And now and... that's me. That's me. And, and why am I and why am I that light and why do I have the communication and the uh I'm able to talk to archangels because I was one am one I'm just a human but I'm just like you but I have an ability no one else does I talk to archangels because I was one of them Have you ever heard anybody tell you that no you know no. why have you ever heard anybody tell you that they are the light in the heaven no. No. You know why? Because they're I, not. I see. They're not. And why would I claim that? Why? And where would I come up with that crazy story? Why? Because I am. And they can't because they're not. And they're not meant to be because it only needs to be one light. That's why that lady, when I went to her, she could see me and hear me and sense me from the other side of the door. And when I walked in, she followed me through the room. Because she said to me, as I said to you, I looked like a bright white light. That's what I look like. I, I don't look like a human body to her. I don't look like a human body to souls. I look like a bright white light. And when I talk to them, they look at me like they're like, what the heck is that? And I say, yeah, there's a voice coming out of this light. My name's Daniel. I'm here to cross you over. Because I'm that. And people, and I'm telling you, people, you can ask people around me, they witness it because they see flashes of light go off around me all the time. That spirit crossing over into the light. It happens. It's happened on camera. No, I'm, I was, I'm very excited to, I, I basically, I guess I'm, I feel like I'm catching you at an interesting point in your, in this journey, because um, 
I can tell you when the end of the world's coming. Well, now you just made it. Okay. I the don't end, even need it's to It's the add. last page. It's the last page of my book. The end, the last page of my book doesn't say the end. Okay. It says wait, 2332 for, because for, that's the end. But wait. it's also the beginning. See, the, the title of my book is The New Beginning. I didn't name it. Spirit named it for me. 2332. And I'm not a mathematician. I'm just a regular guy. But if you take 2332, if you take the 23 and you add it together, 2 plus 3 makes 5. You take the 32, you add it together, 3 plus 2 makes 5. You add 5 and 5 together, it makes 10. You turn 10 around, what do you get? 0, 1. The, the end of this place is a new beginning somewhere else. I'm not a mathematician. So wait, the world is... so first... When it comes to an end here, we will start on a new place. Because and... we, have, we have been at another place. You've heard of it. It's called Mars. They just did a study not too long ago where they took samples of the ground there. They found an element within that ground. And what was in that and that element can only happen during a nuclear explosion. Yeah, I have. We been... destroyed that place. We came here. Now we're now we're destroying this place. We're going to another place because this is that's our third try, and that's it. So I guess my um since we are talking about extra bodied intelligence and things like that. Where do you feel AI falls on the spectrum of all of this, especially at the time when your book also came out and you've, uh, like your title was suggested to you by Spirit, as you yeah. said, and then some people's book titles are suggested to them by AI. So it's an Stupid, interesting, right? yeah. it's pretty interesting. How do you yeah. feel about AI? Is it sentient in any way? It's going to take over. <laughs> it's going to kill us. It's not going like, to kill us. Like kill, kill it'll be the end of or this like... If, if, if we let it happen, but it'll be at the end of this place. I mean, we are destroying the world itself. We've been destroying this world for a long time, but we're, we've really been destroying this world ever since we started using burning coal and oil. We've been destroying this place for about 140, 150 years. So we are destroying the environment. We have run out of time to turn that around. There okay. are too many extinct species in this world that we will never get back. And who destroyed that? We did. We, so, are, the, we are the problems here. We are the problems why, why children are walking around staring into phones and not talking to each other. That's the problem. And I guess how do the, how do the entities that you communicate with feel about AI because it's obviously some kind of replication of making a human or a human yeah. intellect. So it's like a, you could but, even look at it as, as like an in ancient times it would be considered like an alchemist's dream. Yeah, like they, taking they made... taking taking God away from God. No. So, so I guess could you get more into that? Like what do do they have like is that... They want us to get rid of that, like they want us to get rid of the Bible. So, and it's big. Okay, since since you've often like you've, I I definitely I constantly bring up who compiled the Bible when that happened and how yeah. inappropriate it is. People, for, yes. Hey, I, I could let me ask you a question, and similar of the work of the Bible. If you and I sat down, we've been talking for a while. Uh, we've been going for about two hours, right? So, so 
say we, we were doing this and we were talking and we've just talked everything we talked about. And then we were sitting there having a cup of coffee. And then I said, Hey man, I got to go. And you said, all right, cool. And then I come back to you 20 years later. And I said, I'm going to write the book about you because those two hours, I got everything I needed to know. Do you believe that I got everything that I needed to know about you? No, I, well, neither did I, everybody else about God. So let go of the Bible. Cause it's a lie. No, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. I yeah. guess, especially, especially. So I guess I wonder since, since you're talking about these, again, I'm going to keep saying entities, but yeah. archangels is a sure. good word too. Do uh, they, it, yeah. Does, does, let's say you have a, seem a staunchly like a, a firm stance against uh, the current iteration of the Bible and let's say maybe even the Catholic church. Oh, so, yeah, no. A, so, a man cannot bless you. I'm sorry, he just can't. He blesses you because he wants you to be in control, under control of him. So Again, I guess telling you how to live your life. Why do you think that there is some kind of um it seems like almost a supernatural power that some of these institutions have in how much they've changed custom and made things about like you said people blessing you or yeah well when you when you're the person who makes the rules you can change them whenever you want to and but but do you think that there isn't enough resistive force in us as humans to fight back or do you think those people perpetrating this kind of crazy not crazy but it seems like a pretty widespread conspiracy of oppression do you like think a cult yes do you think they are like powered like by <laughs> yes yeah they but it's a, a very large cult though it is a very large cult because it's been taught to us for thousands of years thousands so, of years so i guess when do you perceive or when do the the when does spirit perceive that and i guess this is a good way to go back to the beginning of this episode and everything you're saying also when did it all go wrong like you're here to help us and guide people and put them on the right track. But has it always been going wrong or it was yeah. there some critical point where it yeah, just... I mean, it, it went wrong the, the the day that they put Jesus on that cross and killed him and murdered him. So it went wrong that day. And then every it's been going wrong ever since we have been under control and power ever since we lived under kings and queens and and we put up with it. But it's hard to not put up with it because if you are one person and they have an army and they're going to come and take you and put you in chains and torture you, what are you going to do? But again, that is something your soul needed to learn. And and someone it could have said it could your soul is letting you make choices for yourself. And one of your choices could have said, I don't have to stand up to the king and queen. And the other one would be I'd standing up to the king and queen. So you getting persecuted was owned by really by your own choice. And I guess it I I could have kept quiet and I could have said nothing and not been a medium and that would not be followed. No, I but I am. Because and, and I, I guess, choose to put the truth out. And and I guess I definitely uh feel like I I'm glad to have you explain everything that you explained because I definitely wanted to push every vector possible of like 
I know, man. You're over there trying to push buttons. We, we no, we. I just, but I don't get angry. But and and I think it's good that you. We. I'm not saying we backtracked on anything, but we definitely clarified that you do have you have empathy and sympathy for the people who are. Uh, I do. Are struggling. It pains me sometimes the things that they are going through. I had a girl sit in front of me yesterday and she had to ask me. Um, I mean, first I, thing I told her was I knew she had this ability. But then she pulled out some some pictures and I said, hmm. and she said, what? And then I said, those people took advantage of you. I know they did bad things to you. And she started crying and she said, I think they raped me. And I said, you can stop thinking because they did. These are the types of things. So I, I'm not, I'm not emotionless. Sometimes spirit even puts emotions in me to get a point across to someone else. Like that woman who said, I think my husband's cheating on me and all this stuff. And I told her, Yes, he is cheating on you. Get out. But she she just wanted to pursue to get more information. And I said, you don't need any more information. It's happening. You even know it's happening. And I am giving you clarity of it that it's actually happening. So leave and get out. Do you have the opportunity to get out? She said, yeah, I do. We actually live in another in separate houses, but he is always there. And I said, so what do you do? You take processes to to make sure you get a, a warrant against him so he can't be around you. You do those types of things. That's what you need to do, because if you don't, he's going to hurt you. And then, I, like I said, I explained that other story about the other lady, and I said he was going to hurt her, and she didn't want to do it either. And then he did end up hurting her. So I was right, but it wasn't about me being right. I just wanted to protect her from it, and she so, didn't want to listen. So it's not like I'm emotionless, and I'm, I am still a human being, and I still have these all kinds of instances that do come in front of me. And I, I get the answers for them when they come in front of me. I mean, even the girl that I was doing it for that said she was raped, I was sitting in my chair. Another person just sat down and then she was in front of my table. And as soon as she sat down, I was like, and I turned around and looked directly at her and she just looked at me like, and I just looked at her and I said, you and I need to talk. And then I said to my wife, is she coming to see me? And she said, yeah, she just signed up. And then I turned back to her again and I said, you and I need to talk. And she just got this look, this horrified look in her face. And I said, don't worry about it. It's not bad. But we do need to talk. How would I know that? And it happened yesterday. You want me to go get my wife and tell her to tell you? Trust I'm not me, kidding. I'm, no, I feel like we're going to cross paths. I'm pretty sure you're in Arizona. So oh, I already I'm, know that. I, I'm, I'm, I knew that an hour and 15 minutes ago. I, I'm <laughs> excited to see what, what happens. But I guess my last, I guess uh, another question, because I have, I actually have one hour of frivolous questions to ask you about <laughs> like aliens, spaceships, black holes shadow people teleportation but i'll leave what, that alone what color me. what color is your shadow i don't know what is it what color is your shadow look down on the ground what color is it black like dark yes right 
So is their color. That doesn't mean there are demons or devils or anything. When you see a shadow person, that is a person who is in spirit, who does not know you, does not trust you, and is not willing to show themselves to you. So you just see their shadow. That's it. Huh. The hat that... man. The hat man is not uh, is not in spirit. He's from another dimension, Bigfoot, another dimension. But the hat man is in another dimension. I see him once a month. I speak to him. He he is being paid by an organization that is in that dimension to come here to see how we do this because in his dimension, they are not in communication with spirit. They can't. They're not able to do it. Just like people who talk about going, I want to go to the fifth dimension. Your body could not handle being in the fifth dimension because it's not meant to be there. It's meant to be here. So stop talking about that stupid bullshit because you're not going there ever. But the hat man is coming here to look. Why does he look at children? Because children just came from heaven and they are still pure and they still have this ability. And he's checking them out to see how they do it. So to find out the smoking gun of how they're able to communicate and see spirit. But again, I can't teach it to you. Either have it or you don't. And he knows that. And he still comes, but he. But the only reason he's coming now is because he's talked to me and I've talked to him and I told him, we can't teach it to you. He's just being paid. So he just keeps coming because he's being paid. But My... he's just like, he's not a monster. He doesn't look human. I'll tell you that. He looks like he's, he's green looking with these like big, like potted looking face and everything. He's not human, uh, but he does wear like a, a long coat and a fedora hat. And he's just in another dimension. He comes here to ch check out what we're doing. But yeah, there's all kinds of things that are out there. There's a lot of things that are out there that people make up. I mean, so... I don't bother with, I don't bother with ghost hunters. You know why? Because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And they treat spirit with disrespect. So they should be, you know, they, the one, I always tell them, the one thing that you are hunting, you will one day become. And they look at me like, what? And I said, eventually you're going to become a spirit too. And then somebody's going to be hunting you. Do you want that for yourself? No. <laughs> well, then stop doing what you're doing, asshole. Yeah, just, pe I can imagine someone but like no. trying to trap me in a bottle. Or right, right. Board. Yeah, and they can't, you know. I don't need The whole thing about the, oh, you see this doll? It's moving. It's possessing that doll. No, it's not. It's just standing next to it because it's pure energy. It can manipulate pure energy and make it move. But you think it's fucking possessing you. Those movies, fake. They're all fake. But they so, want to scare you. You know why? Because it makes money, brother. That's why. So, so firstly, I just want you to know that we have to do this again because in the last five <laughs> In the last few minutes, you, you mean just, you gave me uh, shit for an hour, and now you want to hey, do this again? <laughs> no, the that was a test, and you had to pass it, and you know and that you, know you did. I've had enough. I've had enough tests from God, man. You, hey, you know about it. Me. <laughs> see, see, that's what I. You could. I didn't even. You've already been in a motorcycle club. What am I gonna do? What what kind of hazing can I provide here? None. So I'm gonna I, provide you a a, a monster thing. Okay. So about four years ago, um, <laughs> Archangels told me they wanted me to go. There is a dark, deep, dark side of the earthbound realm, this low energy realm. They wanted me to go in there. And they said, and I said, why do you want me to go in there? We want you to cross souls over. Okay. So I, I meditate, and then I can see into that lower energy realm all the time. I go in. And I, I, I'm away from this, but I'm not. You're always attached to it. No one can actually separate from your body. People who say, I got into this uh, uh, near-death experience. Oh, I was out of my body. No, you're not. You're always attached to it. But I was walking around down there, and then I saw things that look like 
monsters. They have been there so long, thousands and thousands of years, and this is what they have turned into. And these things, I walked up, and I'm looking around, and I saw a, I saw somebody. I looked like a building with like glass, broken glass, and I saw someone standing behind it, and he was hiding. And I was like, what is that thing? And then he just kind of left. And then I came upon these beings, and there were three of them. And one of them, there was a, a little one that was holding on to the leg of one of them, like hiding behind it like a child. <clears throat> and I was looking at it, and, I, and they said, what do you want? And I said, uh, I'm just here to cross some souls over. Do you want to cross over? No. What are you doing here? I said, I'm here to cross over. And who sent you here? Did he send you here? And I said, uh, well, yeah, I work for God. We don't want to talk about him. They said, get out of here, Daniel. And I was like, and for a second, I was like, oh, we should have knew my name. But I was like, well, I'm not going to leave. And I don't have to leave. Well, we don't want you here. I said, well, you don't want me here, but I'm going to stay here because I'm going to do what he wants me to do. And he wants me to cross spirit over. So I don't have to listen to you because I listen to him and I do what he wants me to do. So if you don't want me here, I don't give a shit. I'm going to go on about doing what I'm doing. And I just kept walking around. Now, I didn't find anybody to cross over. So I went back and then I, I came out of it. And when I when I came out of it, I was like, holy shit, what the fuck was that? And then I said to them, I couldn't find anything. And they said to me, you found what you needed to find. And even at that point, I was, I was like, what did they find? And they said, those beings that you talked to. I said, oh, those monster-looking things? Yeah. And I said, what was that? They said, we wanted you to talk to them. But we had to give you a reason to go. And I, I was see. like, and what was the reason? Because if you could deal with them, you could deal with anybody. So, so wait, you that, testing me is nothing. I Hey, you, <laughs> you passed with flying colors. And it was only <laughs> uh, the only thing I was trying to do was get you to extend some empathy to the other people who are desperate do, to be like you. I, I, I want, they, I want them to be like me. The ones who are able to be like me, when I have those readings with those people, I want them to do this. But here's the other problem of that. When they sign up for the reading, when I, anybody who signs up for reading, I, I get a message sometimes about them. And as soon as I get, as soon as I see their name on there, I look at it and I go, and then they go, mm, and I go, oh, they have this. And I get touched. Yes. And I go, oh, okay. Is this another one of those readings where they have the, they could possibly do what I do? And yes. Okay. So you want me to, and I, I'm sitting here talking to them just like this. You want me to give them the big talk? Yes. But then I say to them, are they going to do it? No. The reason why I'm still giving them the big talk is because I still have to give them the opportunity to make the choice. And so that, so I, I follow through with them. And I go through everything that they have to do and everything that I have given up in my life, people, and every, everything, to be this, to be this always. Like I said, everything in my life revolves around this. If, if, if my wife and I went on a, were going on a vacation and this opportunity came up to do this, I'd cancel that. 
and do this because this comes first. I moved from Delaware out to Arizona because they told me to move out here, and I did. No, but I, the reason the reason they told me to move out here because they said it was no longer going to be safe to live on the East Coast. Do you understand what I'm saying when I say that? Yes, and I I'm a little. I got a little freaked out because I hope that's, you do. Because usually, because when I say things like that, I get put in a lot of boxes. I'm sure you can imagine. I was told about COVID two and a half years prior to it coming. And I, when I was doing festivals, I was out telling people. And you could talk to the people in my spirit medium, Daniel group, and those are the people who I was telling. And I told about uh, probably about 100 people. And then after COVID came, I got about 20 messages from people who said, I was so glad I listened to you because I'm prepared now. And then I got a bunch of messages from people who said, I wish I would listen to you. I thought you were crazy. I'm not crazy. Are you going to listen to me now? When COVID came, I had three years worth of toilet paper. I know it sounds silly, but I didn't have to rush to the store for anything because I had it in my house and so did everybody else who listened. So when I say shit is going to hit the fan, I'm not fucking kidding. So, so be prepared because so, it's coming. So I guess in this case, since firstly, I, I made sure to put like a, a speak it, into the air hopefully everyone heard and knows that so. we need to i need to know what happens next so i will listen to whatever podcast you are on and hopefully you can come back here and tell us how it's going because it doesn't seem like your journey is a static one it doesn't seem like you are like uh like healing people and there's not a larger narrative going on it seems like there's a bigger thing going on so yeah. i guess when you yeah. said that you knew about COVID before, and I don't want to like, I guess I'm not saying, is there another thing coming up or is there like, save us right now, all of us, but. Well, I do there... know that COVID, people thought that COVID was going to last a year or two. I was told when I got my message that it was going to last for seven years and we're only in year number three. We've just started year number four. So the control and power is still going to continue before we actually come out of it and grow out of it. There was two ways that it was actually going to go. One was we were going to have civil war and that's still a possibility. Or two, they were just going to take complete control. And you know what's happening. So so if so let's say if someone and this is from one of our uh, other co-hosts, Zach, he he noticed that if someone makes it through the whole two hours and is listening to us till this exact moment, then what does spirit want them to hear from you? Or what do you like if you want to take a minute to clear stuff out or if it's already <laughs> there or like what do you if in this time narrative, like this linear piece of time that we've made up for someone They've made it through the whole two hours and they're like, yeah. okay, what happens next? Am I like, are the men in black coming for me? Do I go no, outside and no, meditate? What should I do They're not going to come now? for regular people because you don't have anything to offer them. You don't. Because so if, if, you're, what... if, you're, if you're watching TV every day, if you're listening, if you're paying attention to the, to the football games and the sports and the stats and, and you're listening to the news and them telling you what to do all day long and you're following along and you're going out and buying the Gucci handbags and, and uh, buying the $50,000, $60,000, dollars cars and you're spending all your money and you're going into debt and going on vacation and having six cars and seven houses and ten boats, you have nothing to offer them. 
The only thing you have done is listen to them and be under their control. And that's why they are still able to do what they do. That's why they are able to do the, the, right now, I live 12 miles from from the border of Mexico. I go to Mexico. I go there for medications that I have to get for my diabetes because here in the United States, they cost $700. Down there, I can get them for 50 bucks. I walk into Mexico. You know how many people I saw last time? Four. And one of those was the person who worked at the, worked at the drugstore. I did see some children coming back through the border from the United States into Mexico because they're allowed to go to the school in the United States. And the people who are coming through the border down in Texas... They actually take them to Tucson, and then they airport, they put them on planes and send them all over the United States, and your government is doing that. They're not actually just walking in. They want you to believe all that stuff that's going on. But they're putting them, and they, but they also talk about it, and it's right in our faces that they're busing them in different places and putting them on planes and taking them to different places. Yeah, it's Who a very is doing that? They can't just get on airplanes. They don't have tickets. So how are they getting on airplanes? It's being paid for. Your government is doing it. They're so, trying to overrun this place and keep us all scared so that they can come and swoop in and take care of us. No, they won't. So let's, let's say if what is is spirit saying prepare. I, I guess i guess i'm asking you how Pre- would you prepare like would, there's a like there's a really bad storm coming headed your way and, and make how sure would, you have plenty of food plenty of water plenty of medical supplies plenty of clothes to wear extra clothes to wear in case it does get cold you need blankets because when the power goes off it's going to go off those types of things when the anarchy does happen and it's going to happen be prepared for it just no one was prepared for covid except me and about 60 other people. And and then all the survivalists out there, they were all prepared. We all need to be that kind of prepared because eventually things are go- the, the, the tables are going to turn and they're going to try to take complete control of us. They want a, a new world, one leader order. And we, we know we can't live under that. So you need to be prepared to, to be able to grow your own food, to be able to take care of yourself so you don't, because... Now, they're changing the way we spend money now. They're trying to make everything electronic and using cards now. But my wife tried that back in 2020 to buy an app for her phone, and they turned her card off twice. So that's what they're trying to do, take control of us. You don't have to live under that control. You can live, not necessarily off-grid, but you can do things that you can take care of yourself that you don't need to rely on them for. And that's what that's what they want us to do. They want us to do it together. So that we take so much away from society's power and control that they're going to have to do something and then we're going to do something back, and which is what we need to do is take the power back. We need to get rid of government. We need to get rid of the big corporations. We need to stop relying on them. We need to stop playing into their how they how they do control us and telling us to go out and, and have all these you know six cars and seven houses and ten boats bullshit. You don't need it. And the, the real place that you can find all the answers for everything is not by them. It's from within. That's where the that's where the questions get answered. But people need to take the time to do that. Like that, you said, we talked about doing the work. That's the work they need to do. Yes, and that was I feel and I like try, I teach them to do that. So I, like you said, I, I'm not I'm, I'm I have no empathy for the people. I do. I'm a, I actually 
do this all day long. I talk to the people that I know. And when I'm out doing the readings, I'm spreading this word to get them out to, to do that, to listen to themselves. To they want to find answers. I teach them that they, eventually I want them to stop coming to me for answers. I don't need the money. I'm just... I. Mm -hmm. I, the money is just because it takes the time out of my day. I want them to get the answers for themselves. I want them to meditate, to for them to get the answers from their spiritual guides and listen to their soul to get answers. That's what I want them to do. No, but it's hard I think, to do that with all this other dis disruption, disruption around them. I think it's, I honestly am so happy that we did this and I'm not going to edit anything out because in the middle of the, I feel like even your message has been the same, but in the beginning, energetically to me, you were wearing a leather jacket and like uh, knocking people out. And then by no, the I'm, well, I'm trying to knock out the fake ones. Yes. I, I, I want to get rid of the fake ones so we can get back to but, being the real people we, we once were and still can be. Yes, but, but, but who, yeah, but I guess who you came out as. And the energy I feel now is more like, like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not saying you're a purple dinosaur, but like Barney, like, or like, you know, it's just like Sesame street. Like it's happy. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not actually dark and. Oh no, not by, eerie. not by any means, but, but the truth, the, the truth is not always a, easy to deal with. The truth yes. is the truth. And sometimes that truth is hard. The reason it's hard is because everybody lives in this fake plastic world. That's why. And so I, I am very blunt with what I say. And sometimes I say things that sound like it's very, uh, uh, very cold, but it's still the truth. And the reason why it's hard for people to listen to or understand is because they've never heard it and they've never had to deal with it. So I no, have I, to give it, I have to bring it across hard so they will fucking listen. That's no, what I, I appreciate that. And I have a last, I've, I want to add something. I appreciate that your, can you just actually tell us how to find your book now? Because we have, I get up off your ass and go to Amazon. <laughs> and what is and should should <laughs> yeah, is there going to be an audio book? Um, man, Come on, you man. know some people can't <laughs> read. You know some people don't want to read, but yeah, they want to no. hear it. Uh, well, there there's a there's a paperback version of it. There's also um um. There's also a, a digital version of it as well. You know, you, you can buy that one's like six dollars and forty six cents, and this one's eight dollars. Even even when when people come to see me and do readings, uh, we sell my book too. And then some people want to get the book. They want me to sign the. I don't just sign Daniel, or Daniel Jackson. I hold the book next to me. I look at them. I close my eyes. They tell me something. I write it down in the book for them. And every time I do it, it's a different message. Because it's it's something that's meant meant for them, and and I sometimes guess, I write it down before I even do the reading, and then I do the reading, get all this information, and they go, "Holy shit, that was in the book!" I was like, "Oh yeah, there you go." <laughs> so, and and yeah, I guess but, what is the best way for people to find you? Uh, if they want to get the book, um, like that picture behind me, that's the book. Uh, but if they can't, if they're just hearing the audio version of it, just go into Amazon and punch in this, the search bar, Daniel Jackson, the new beginning, my awakening as a spirit medium. And then it'll come up and it'll see, it'll see either the digital one or, or paperback. Uh, and, and you click on there. It's, it's eight bucks. And again, what I only get, um, 
$2.46 off of every copy that I sell. And uh, even even to get this book edited was five thousand dollars. I haven't made that back. I don't think I've made back a little over a thousand dollars from it. But uh, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, um, it's, and it, I and respect it's, that. I respect so much that you shared that because literally, we have people who publish books and then they come on and they talk about the book like it came out of thin air, like it's a magical. Oh hell like, no. I, I, and I'll tell you one thing about the book. Um, so since they they put thought into my mind all the time and they're putting so much into my mind all the time, people ask me about the book and I go, hmm, let me answer that for you. Because <laughs> I can't remember it. I, I was looking at my book the other day and saw something in there and I was like, I don't even remember writing that. And I just wrote it last year. So that's... Yeah, that's intense. I was like, what the fuck, man? I mean, but even the very end of the book, <clears throat> I wrote it, but I didn't write it. It didn't come from me. There's a there's a section, it's chapter 12, it's called The Basics. And um, and uh these are 25 messages that they brought me that I put into the book. Now, when I when I put it all together, I had to send it to the editor. She sent the 25 messages back and she said, Oh, the rest of the book's gotta be edited. I was like, yeah, my grammar is horrible. She says, oh, it's beyond horrible. But but the other part, I don't have to edit. And I was like, oh, okay. She said, why don't I have to edit it? I was like, oh, well, I just wrote it down. It didn't come from me. And she was like, oh. I even did an author's thing here in town. And uh, they wanted me to talk about my book. So I talked about it a little bit. And I gave a copy to the the woman who is putting this event on. She's a college professor here in Cochise County. She teaches at the school. She's read my book. And she said, she told everybody in the group, she said, it's like two people, two different people wrote the book. She said, I don't know who wrote that last section, but it, I mean, he may have written it, but you can tell it didn't come from him. No, I that's... said, yeah. And I looked at her and I said, I looked at everybody and I said, yeah, it didn't come from me because it came from a perfect place. So, yeah, so... They they can find it there. My wife keep don't remind me of my wife, but my wife keeps telling me you got to do an audio book because <laughs> you're right. Because not everybody wants to. Because this is why people like to listen to podcasts when they're driving to work. They want to hear it, you know. And sometimes even everybody who has read my book, uh, I mean, I got five star reviews on Amazon. So uh, everybody who's read my book says the same thing to me every time they read it. It's like I, they've heard my voice, so it sounds like I'm telling them the story. And that's that, what I wanted. I didn't want to go with a regular publisher because I knew they would change it. Because I, no, I, I talk about things in here that, like, I told you about the light, but there's something else that's going on with me, too, that's in the book. And only a, couple people had, only a couple people had the balls to say it to me. Did you just say this about yourself? Yes, I did. I'm is gonna, that actually happening? Yes, it is. I'm Okay, maybe after I'll get the digital version and read it, and then we'll. I'm going to try to find out the thing that you're saying. Why don't I'll, you just um, uh, message me your address and I'll send you a copy? But, uh, I'm scared to see what you write in it now. <laughs> uh, uh, it's going to have the exact date. It's like, by the way, don't go out of the house at 6 a.m. on this day. No, no, for you, it's going to say, uh, the exact date, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, no, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. and that's one that's one of the things I wanted to say with the audiobook. The reason that it came to mind immediately is that yeah. there aren't many people who are as as unfiltered as you and also talking about the subjects that you're talking about. There's like one or the other, but there's not I feel like you have a very unique voice and I feel like this I'm excited to hear the audiobook if you ever do do it just like there should be like notes in there where you're just like you go off on a tangent and you're like just f-bomb someone yeah that that would be the hard part of doing the book but uh um yes i i i honestly i'm very thankful for today i'm just i feel like i'm shell-shocked by everything you said and you also told me the year the world is gonna end so yeah. at this point, I'm 310 years from now. That's that's too. That's not that long. I'm like, yeah. it's like six generations or seven generations. Yeah. But I'm not um, going to be here for it. I'm, I'm going to die when I'm 83 years old. My birthday's in November. I just turned 57. I'm going to die uh, in August on the third week on a Wednesday night, going to sleep. And then that's it. My my and um so my my mother in law um had stage four cancer and she came to me to say can you ask your people when I'm gonna get out of here because I don't want to be here anymore and my wife looked at me and I and I said and she said just go get her an answer so I went in a room and I came back and I said Dolores you have two weeks to so write everything down that you need us to know she died two weeks to the day I f I feel like we we can do this. We should do like a five-hour episode, but uh, <laughs> I, I got to plan earlier for that. <laughs> but if you want to do it, man, I I, mean, I can come to Sierra Vista. Is that <laughs> what it? Is? Yes. Amos, I, I actually have this. So this is a studio. I have a another chair here, and I have another one of these professional mics and a little professional board sitting over here, and and uh, yeah. But I mean, we could do that, or we could just sit and do this for. Whatever you want I, to do. I mean, I, I, I I've honestly, done I've done readings that have lasted for five hours, and you know how much I charged them for that? The one initial price that I charge them, and that's it. I'm yeah. I'm nervous to like. I feel like we I will get a reading from you, and I'm terrified to hear what. And I only say <laughs> that because the things that the I just I can you, you say very drastic things, so I'm like I'm excited and nervous, but. Uh, uh, well, the way that a, a reading works for me, so <clears throat> I can do like a regular Zoom reading, and I do that all the time. Um, when I do the ones out in, in the open, they sit in front of me. Um, sometimes I get something, sometimes I don't, but <clears throat> most of the time I do. Like that girl, I just turned around. I was like, oh, I, I knew she had an ability. I was told. And that's why I locked eyes with her, and I just knew it. And then that's why I asked my wife, is she coming to be with me? And she said, yeah. And then that's why I told her, you and, I, you and I need to talk. The girl that was sitting in front of me no, also I, had a building. Yeah. You, know who, you know who she was? Her sister. Oh, jeez. Now, okay. now, that doesn't come through. You, that doesn't get passed on from sibling to sibling or brother to mother or anything like that. Each individual soul either has it or they don't, that type of thing. But, uh, yeah. But... Um, when I sit down with them, then I hold their hand, and they usually just hold my hand. And I always tell them, "No, hold it like you mean it. Give me some kung fu grip." And then they hold on to it, and then I close my eyes, and then usually I see, um, I see spirit animals. But the spirit animal acts out in a certain way, 
and what it acts out. It shows me what is going on with this person. The last person that I read yesterday sat in front of me and I saw something I've never seen with anybody. <clears throat> so I saw, I held her hand uh, and I, but before I held her hand, I said, hold on. I know something here, but we're going to get into this, but I already know something, but we're going to get into that later. But I want to hold your hand first because there's something else I got to see. They're telling me. I hold her hand and I see a horse come in. Now, when I usually see spirit animals, I see them in spirit. So they're kind of translucent. But this horse I saw did not come in translucent. It was a horse and I had a saddle on it. And we started to walk around. And then so I saw something. I didn't know what it was at first because I, I saw, but I saw something jump on top of the horse and was riding the horse and trying to guide it to move it places. But the horse was like, I'm not going the way you want me to go. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go over there. And I was like, oh my God. And I, so I'm talking to them and I'm like, what is this horse doing? It's like struggling, like really, like someone's trying to ride it. And they said, yeah. And I said, and it's struggling. Like it doesn't want to do what this thing is trying to make it do. And they said, yeah. And I said, I was like, why does it look so wispy? And then I thought to myself, I just thought to myself, because me, I was like, it looks like a spirit, but it looks like an angel. And I was like, and then I was like, I got touched real hard, and then I, 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 when I was asking, I stopped asking, I turned back around, and the image that was on top of the horse showed me, just as a, as a, to, to show me something, wings. And the wings went out and came back and out and back again. And I looked at it, and I went, holy, it's an angel. And it's an angel trying to ride the horse, but the horse won't go where it wants the, the angel to go. And I said to them, is that what's, but I'm not talking to the person. I'm saying in my mind, is that what's taking place? And they said, yes. <clears throat> and I said, okay. I looked at her and I said, okay, here we go. First off, I know you have an ability. I know you were probably waiting for me to tell you because you didn't want to tell me. And she just looked at me with these big eyes. And then she started crying. I said, but that's not the problem. And she said, what's the problem? I said, you have this ability but you are struggling with it throughout your life and you are afraid of it to use it. And she said, looked at me and she went, oh my God, how did you? Yes, I'm, I, I kind of, I've been going to doctors and telling them that I'm seeing and hearing all these things and all they want to do is put me on medications. And I said, stop taking the fucking medication. She says, I have. She said, but I'm still smoking pot. I said, stop smoking pot. You're, fil you're putting a filter in front of yourself and it's keeping you from seeing this stuff. She said, but I'm afraid of this. What is this? I said, you have an ability. I said, she's like, how did you know I was struggling? I said, because I saw this horse and I saw an angel sit on the horse trying to control the horse and the horse didn't want to go anywhere. And the horse is you. You are struggling with us, trying to deny this is what you are even though this is, you know, this is what you are, but you're trying to deny it and get away from it. And she's like, oh my God, yes, holy shit. I said, she said, what do I do about it? I said, give in. How? how? You have to have a talk with God and tell them this is what you want to do because I know this is what you want to do. She said, it is what I want to do, but I don't know how to get away from all these other people. I said, stop going to the doctor. Stop telling them that you're seeing these things because they don't understand it. And what they don't understand, they're afraid of. So stop telling them. 
And then I will tell you, I, I gave her my card at the end of the reading. I said, this is my email address. I want you to email email me and we're going to talk for a while because you and I are going to become friends and I'm going to tell you how to do this because you are more powerful than you'll ever know. And she said, okay. I, I think. And then her sister came and sat in front of me and cried her eyes out when I told her about everything. Like I said, man, yeah, I'm a regular guy, but I get messages and I get talked to and I get told and I'm being told so I can tell other people. And I definitely, absolutely cannot make this shit up. It just no, happens. I'm complete. I am. It's just hard for people. I'm it. very excited to see where this goes. And I'm, I am a little, I'm a little apprehensive about the future that you've warned me about, but I feel like since I have I to know, go through it too. Yes. And since you're here and I'm here and we're in Arizona, I I'll start buying the supplies and we'll figure out a rendezvous point. And well, you better buy a gun. We can't. Are we? We can't talk about things like that on podcast because then. Oh, we can't. We can, but then people know, and then people think that you are encouraging me to purchase a firearm. I am. I am. I am encouraging you to protect yourself. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm honestly. I'm saying that tongue in cheek because I guess this is a perfect way to end. Um, it feels like we do live a little in 1984 and or correct or something like that absolutely like that um so i i look forward to seeing how our version of that plays out and i appreciate you giving me the grace to to bring out your the the barney the dinosaur inside because i know we know we know that you're that you're a tough guy but there's the the gentle i'm a regular guy i i but one thing that do that spirit loves about me that i love about myself is i do have a love for humanity i mean come on i have nine cats <laughs> that's the best i have the nine yeah i had 10 one of them when we moved out here he just he was my oldest one he did not want to move and he he gave up and um Rest that was the hardest thing. He was my he was my best buddy, and he died what in was, my arms. We we were at the name? vet. Uh, his name was Shadow. He was twenty pounds. He was a big gray cat, and he died in my arms. We were at the vet because they were trying to help him to, and and they were about they were about to put him to sleep. She had the needle right here, getting ready to push it in, and he was in my arms. And he looked up at me, and I looked at him. I can't think of this. He looked at me, and I said, "It's time to go." I said, it's time for you to go home. I said, but when you get home to heaven, just wait for me, buddy. I'm coming. It's just not my time yet, but I'm coming. I want you to wait for me, but I want you to go now. It's time to go. And he looked up at me, and he took a last breath, and he went, ah. She didn't even get a chance to push it in, and he was gone. The only upside to that is because I see spirit every way. I still see him. No, that... That was just, um, I. But I miss him. It's so crazy how you take. <laughs> you're taking me through a roller coaster of emotions that I'm just like, like Daniel. Why are you doing this to me? And I'm like, now I feel your loss, and I, I res I understand you, a somehow a lot better suddenly, but.
Thank you for sharing that without restraint. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, as, as you're talking about animals, the three dogs are running around me. So, um, they're our family too. We're all yes. connected to them as well. Um, thank you so much. I'm gonna. I have to teach a class in the morning, so I'm going to do that. I hope you. Oh, awesome. I I guess before before you. And I guess I have, I should sleep because I don't sleep. You said you didn't sleep. So my I question take a lot is... of, I take a, a liquid medicine to go to sleep. The only reason I don't sleep a lot is because spirit wakes me up and talks to me. They, so... Sometimes they talk to me and everything that talks to me, I hear it all as English. Um, I know other mediums that don't, they hear Spanish and Japanese and so I hear everything as English, but because I cross spirit over into the light. Spirit asks me questions, and I have to be able to answer them. And because I get answers for them, I can get answers for people. And that's why I do what I do. So, but, uh, yeah, they just talk to me all night long. They say kinds of strange things. One of them told me one time, he said, be quiet and listen. You are now in upper management. And I said, what did you say? And it said again, be quiet and listen. You're now in upper management. The reason I know what it, what it meant is because when this progresses for me, when I said it, I get messages 90% of the time, well, in the very beginning, it was 5% of the time. Then it went to 10, then 15, then 20. I actually was aware of the time that it went from 80% to 85%. My my wife and I were having sex, and and then it came into me, and then we thought that I was having a stroke. And then Gee. all of a sudden, I was like, and came out of it and she was like are you okay i'm like yeah but something's different and she's like what's different i said i said to them what's different and then i heard 85 i was like oh then i looked at her and i said it's went from 85 80 percent to 85. who wants that i mean you feel like you're having a stroke so um, and just recently, about uh, three months ago, it went from 85 to 90. I I feel like I'm going to uh, end the call on the note that you're at 90% now, and I'm excited to be here for the other. Well, I don't know. You're probably going to go past 100, so. Um, I am when, when I get to 100, I'm, like when I say 90%, I'm, only, I'm also saying I'm, I'm only 10% me. That I guess I hope that at 99%, I'll still be along for the ride. I'd be like, hey, bro, just don't forget me. <laughs> Tell me the secret <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Please, we need that. But uh, yeah, I guess my last question is, it's a, it's a small question because I also have to get out of here. But what are you going to do immediately after you stop recording? Because a lot of this is like our idiot mystic tradition. Like, um. I I actually saved I saved a concert uh on in my email earlier today. I'm gonna to go on the internet and watch it. It was a band from the early eighties called The Pretenders. Uh a woman named Chrissy Hind. Um Back on the Chain Gang, those types of songs. Okay. I really I enjoy music. I used to be a drummer in a rock band. I had big hair. I still have hair. I just shave it off. You can see it's still there, but uh because I ride motorcycles, I don't like to sweat. But uh but I like to listen to music. It um, You ever get that one song you listen to and it just gives you goosebumps? 
Well, the goosebumps coming through is not nerves. That's your soul coming through and letting you know this the sound vibration, this frequency is good for you. And I do that as a sort of meditation. I don't meditate per se anymore because sometimes I just close my eyes and it's already playing. I'll be in Walmart and all of a sudden close my eyes and there's like a cartoon of a running movie that's playing. It's a message for me. And then I'll talk to them just like this. Oh, oh, I see it riding a bicycle. Oh, you guys want me to ride my bicycle again? Yes. Oh, okay. So I go do it. So yeah, I don't have to meditate anymore. If I need something or anything throughout my day, I wake up in the morning and when I go to take my diabetic pills, I pick it up the bottle and I go, I look at it, I get touched no. So I put that bottle down. I pick up another one, another one and I get, yes, I pop it open and take the pill. That's how I live my life. Every single day, every moment of my day, they tell me what to do, where to go and what to be and where to be at. And that's what I do. So I can be here to do this. I... So I have to follow them. And everyone else should could or should be able to do the same thing. But they do have their own journey to be on, their own path to be on. And and they got to figure it out for themselves. I just figured it out because they, but they brought it to me. No, I'm... I'm super glad we did this, and I guess I'm going to now try to read your book as fast as I can to find out the secrets. That um, you... takes about three hours. Some people, some people, if they stick right to it, three or four hours, and they get through it. It's only 137 pages, but so... you are going to see some stuff in there. You're going to see one particular thing that I say that I am, that I had a spirit come through while I was in my in going to work, and I was in my closet putting my scrubs on to go to the prison because I worked in medical and it spoke, he spoke to me. This is a, a, an archangel named Manos. Um, Manos means um, um, God is with us in Greek. I didn't know that. I looked it up. Uh, and um, um, they also told me my name was Peter at one time. Everybody knows him because everybody, because everybody looks yeah. at him when they look at that table and Jesus is sitting at it and all those other people are there. I was there. So, um, but uh, but with this, he told me some things throughout the speech, and it's in the book. And he told I, me one thing, and um, like I said to you, to you earlier, I'm, not, I'm the Word of God. I am, and that's one of the things he told me. But he told me something else, and it's in the book. But I want you to read it. Yes, I'm going to go look for it. Have a good night. Stay. I don't know even, I don't know why I said have a good night, because... <laughs> You will have the night that you're going to have, and you seem yeah, very equipped to experience it. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm happy. Thank you so much for... Oh, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes. And I'll... I literally include everything. So even this, where I'm saying I'll send you all the links and stuff, is going to yeah. be in the actual podcast. Oh, cool. So. Yeah. And this is no longer the two-hour podcast. This yeah. is the two-hour and 50-minute podcast. Yes, we did it. <laughs> have a good night you too man i'll talk to you soon be good thank you bye-bye